Is it some devil that crawls inside of you? Welcome back, folks, to the Bad Etiquette Podcast, uh, joined with my dear friend, Aiden. Greetings. Hello. Take two. Yeah, this one, I think no matter how bad it goes, it can't be as bad. I don't think it'd be as bad. Um, it might be as bad. We tried another one, and it's it's there. I have the recording. <laughs> Which is really good blackmail. It's really, oh yeah, good blackmail. For both of us. Both of us. Because we get... How do I put this? We got we got fucking hammered. <laughs> I had a bottle of tequila and a bottle of scotch here. They're quite the they're quite a bit lighter. Yeah, for sure. I uh I don't remember a lot of that. I I don't either. Like it it's it's weird. I can't remember if any of it was horrible or if any of it was really good. Neither can I. I'm just like, that's what terrifies me the most is the unknown. The fucking unknown. <laughs> I ha- So I tell everyone beforehand, I was like, hey, if you stick your foot in your mouth, like I don't post it immediately. So don't worry about it. You just be like, hey, you know what? Can you not put that part in? I don't know. Yeah, neither do I. Like. So like I said, if anyone else gets their hands on it, that's some good blackmail. Fucking take two. Yeah, this is going to be the... Uh, the free version. The other one's the the pay per view. Yeah, that's my that'll go on my Patreon or something. There you go. That's the bonus content. <laughs> All my bonus mystery. Ep- those are the B side episodes. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. It, I, so some B sides are better than people's like regular songs. Oh, for sure. I I love B sides. That's what I don't I don't get I don't get into enough B sides because I'm not quite the music head that I used to be. Originally, that's why I really wanted to start buying records like vinyl records because of the b-sides because mm-hmm. there isn't a lot they don't put it on streaming services they as don't. much <clears throat> so annoying. So uh i was on like when i was a kid and i was trying to find music i'd go to youtube mm. i didn't have like when i was young before like streaming was like huge and whatnot yeah. i just went to youtube and i look up like different videos of the bands and artists i liked and then I, once in a while a b-side would pop up yeah and you're like, holy shit, I've listened to this band for so long, but I've never heard this song. Isn't that crazy when you yeah. hear songs that like you did not know existed and you thought you fucking sniffed every one of them out? Yeah. I love when that happens. Me too. And so I was that's that's why I want to start buying records, is because B sides. Fuck yeah. They're important. They are. Hey Remy, stop chewing on your ass. Jesus Christ. I don't think he liked that. I don't look. He's giving me the fucking death stare, dude. He wants to fuck me up. He's like, "How'd you feel if I chewed on your ass, boy? <laughs> Come on, tubby, go right for your throat, right for the jugular, <laughs> right for the jugular." I wonder if he trips out if he can hear like the noise in like the headphones and the mic arms, and he can hear like all the all the little noisy noises, yeah, all the soundy sounds uh-huh. in his little puppy ears, because his ears are always drawn back like they're pinned. I wonder. I, do I wonder if there's like a high pitched frequency emanating from one of the recording devices. 
like he can hear the um, subliminal messages in the words we're saying. Mm-hmm. And when you play it backwards, he can hear the satanic chant. Oh my God. I think if you play me backwards, it'd be an angelic chant, but that's fair. Yeah. Thank <laughs> <laughs> <Like>, you. Oh. <laughs> um, you know who has really, really, really good B sides that I at one point liked more than their studio stuff? Hmm. The Cure. Yeah, I've never got super into The Cure yet. Yet, so that's good to know. You seriously like their B sides are um just like musically like just a lot of fucking good shit. He's a really underrated guitar player, Robert Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's not like we were saying. He, I don't think I've seen him in a in a top ten list. Yeah, I don't think I've seen him in a top ten list either. But he's like, listen to any Cure song. It he, I don't know shit about guitar, and I don't play guitar. Yeah, but I know that no one else plays guitar like that. See what I think. What's important because you and I the other day were talking about shredders. Yeah, I think. What's most important in any musician, in any whatever instrument you play, is uniqueness and style, personality yeah. and style. Yeah. That's all that is really going to matter. Fuck yeah. Express yourself with that thing. That's what it's there for. Same thing with skateboarding. <clears throat> like, I don't give a shit if you can sound like Jimmy Page. That's been done. Yeah. I was listening to um to Jimi Hendrix the other night because mm-hmm. I, I love Jimi Hendrix and I love listening to him. But so many people have tried to like emanate that and mm-hmm. do that again that I was like, just thinking, I was like, man, this whole kind of. Remy, stop interrupting. You don't have a microphone. Oh, what's the matter? Oh, he's having a problem. Is someone there? Does he see another puppy? Look, his butthole's breathing. <laughs> Ugh, you can see it fucking, what is it? Uh, expand, contract. Oh Ah, dude, put all three inches of your tail down. Come on. Mm-hmm. But uh, fucking uh, the same thing goes with skateboarders. Yeah. I don't care if you can do a crazy fucking trick. Like mm-hmm. I just showed you that video of my friend. Mm-hmm. That's my friend Gus. He is a great skateboarder. He does amazing fucking tricks yeah. with great style. I've seen people do crazy shit on a ledge like that. And and for those of you wondering what he did, he did it for those skateboarders out there. My friend Gus did a backside 180 uh, fakey nose grind switch varial heel out, which is a mouthful. And it's the, one of the most amazing <laughs> tricks easily. Maybe I just saw this today. Maybe the most amazing trick I've seen one of my like personal friends do. I can't believe how good he's getting. But the thing is, is like I've seen crazy fucking tricks like that. Like there's this guy, Shane O'Neill. He's a fantastic skateboarder. He does the most insane flip tricks, the most obnoxious, like flip in, flip out tech tricks, super technical. But he has the style of like a robot. It's just so just to me personally, don't appreciate his style. It doesn't do anything for me. You know, I don't like the way he dresses. It's just like super bland. It's like it's like the vanilla ice cream doing really cool skateboard tricks. You're like, that's cool. (laughs) But like, you know, mint chocolate chip is rad. Go go for that. Yeah. Fucking cookie dough in Mm -hmm. my bitch. Yeah, I feel you. That's something about like 80s metal, 80s hair metal, where it's just like everything's just kind of like everything is like 
so cookie cutter. Yeah, overproduced. That's that's the thing. I I only recently got into eighties music because for so long I tried to avoid it mm. because everything that I heard, I just it was just wasn't for me. This is not what I liked, mm. and it took a long time to like dig in and find little gems of the stuff that I that I do like. What 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 did you do like? What what did you do like? What'd you get into in the eighties? In the in eighties music? Yeah, oh, man. What do I? So I like um. I fucking love Kate Bush. Like, I don't I, know shit about Kate Bush. So I have no problem admitting that I fucking love Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. I think she's a fantastic singer and performer. And the ads, I'm going to have to check her out. Yes, please. She has a song called Babushka that I fucking love. Ooh, that's a good one. Like a Russian grandma. Yeah, exactly. Hey, what was her last name? Bush? I almost exactly. put Kate Moss. Kate Moss. <laughs> uh, and then, like, there's a couple of, uh, like, I like a band... A uh, punk band, the the Gories that uh, the Gories are up from the eighties. Um, Never heard of them. And then I do. I started trying to get into um, more of the pop stuff, Eurythmics, mm. whatnot, yeah. that kind of stuff. Soft cell. You have you checked out the Pretenders? You like them? Uh yeah, I have heard um, a little bit of the Pretenders. One of my first records is a Pretenders record I have over there. Yeah. I uh like I said, everything is very new to you. New infant. In yeah. It's in its infancy. Yeah. Yeah. Infancy. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. (laughs) That was the good one. Uh and so yeah, it's been fun. A little bit of a rejuvenation in my music. Because I get bored with some of the stuff I listen to. I love that shit. I was really one dimensional with my music for a very long time. And I would only listen to things that were gonna kinda follow with whatever image I was trying to portray. Oh, yeah, for sure. Be. And there was so much music that I would actually listen to that wasn't a part of the image and that I never really, like, expressed or, like, dove into mm-hmm. openly. You didn't appreciate it yeah. as much? And I regret that so hard. Because yeah. Because nowadays, I, like, I love new music. I, I, I can't stand listening to the same, like, album or song or band for very long really and i have to find like newer stuff and i didn't understand it when my friends would say that like the bando showing you bad days their drummer Mm -hmm. he just needs new music constantly it's always all over fucking whatever new hardcore band or like just he's always was showing me new music and just like crazy music and i'm like i dude i'm still trying to like get into the stuff from the 70s that i haven't really broken into yeah i've because i'm the same way i i or I guess I'm not the same way. I mm. still listen to the same stuff mm-hmm. that I've always listened to. I when I, I I always want to find new music that I like, but I'm really reserved in what I'm ready to get out and listen to. Um, like it, it'll just take it'll. It's usually like one song at a time. I'll go through. Like I'll find one new song. I'll like it. I'll keep it, and then the cycle continues. But I keep everything else that I've acquired. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the years and I, I still stick with it. It's like I have to go through yeah. a life change yeah. to like really change the kind of music the kind of music I'm listening to. Gotcha. Like through like from like middle school to mm-hmm. like midway through high school, I like just listen to the white stripes. That's that's totally okay. That's it. And I love them still. God, I, you're probably such a like 
like cool kid. People I can, hated I can me. picture you now. I can picture the kind of sunglasses, the kind of like brown pants you probably wore. Not you brown. Had corduroy pants at some point. Maybe like some like fucking pinned black jeans. So I'll tell you, I have, I had black, I've been wearing black skinny jeans for years. So yeah. Black skinny jeans. It's the go-to. I had a faux leather jacket, mm-hmm. leather boots, uh, some cheap sunglasses, and I'd always wear a band shirt. That was yeah, the four years of high school. That's the look. Mine's yeah. always been tight black jeans with holes in them, skate shoes, a fucking flannel, and a band t-shirt. There you go. Usually a beanie, but not for the past couple of years. I used, have, I, I, I used to have really long hair and I'd put it all up in a beanie. I got to the point of dreadlocks in the back. Do not look good in beanies. My head is too big. You have a big head too. I have a huge head, but I think it looks damn fine with a beanie on it. I I I don't wear headwear, really. I had a hat that I would wear I occasionally. A hat. It'd be so weird. I, I still have it. You know what? There's one occasionally the, that I used to the, wear. The, the like round <clears throat> one. What is it? What kind of hat is it? It's like a... No, no, it's not like a cowboy hat, not like a fedora, but like, it's like, it's like midway. It's like a midway. It's kind of like a hipster hat, I guess you could say. That, that looked good on you. Yeah. That's the one I'm talking about. That's the only one that I, that I've ever worn. You could definitely, you're the one of those people. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's how I knew what kind of person you were in high school. You're a dude who could pull those hats off, only listen to like garage rock. (laughs) It was like, people hated me for it because like, that's all I knew what to talk about really. And it's what I loved talking about the most. And everyone's like, can you shut the fuck up? We don't care. Dude, so this isn't what we care about. And I'm like, but it's cool. But I like it. I I remember like a huge transition for me was sophomore year in high school. My friend, uh, Jared, like formally introduced me to Led Zeppelin. Like I had heard, but he's like, you need to look up when the levee breaks right now. And I was like, Okay, I'll do that. And I got home. And a lot of the times when I say, oh, yeah, I'll do that, I usually don't. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, but I did. Who was that time? And God, it was fucking amazing. Uh, and then I just got fucking in, engrossed in Led Zeppelin in, in like sophomore year in high school. I grew up with Led Zeppelin. I don't even, I didn't even have that moment. Like Led Zeppelin was like the normal music in my house. Well, nobody, my, my mom will like self-admit that she doesn't really listen to music. She doesn't really care too much about music. I love people like that because really? they're so fucking weird and not like anywhere near this planet of understanding. That it's I, it's crazy. Just, I don't know how to talk like to them. people like people who just don't listen to music and just like turn on like like top forty or radio and like maybe they listen to that. I just I don't even fucking know, dude. My friend in, in high school is the same way. Like he says the same thing. And my mom loves films. Like she loves movies. That's yeah. her thing. But uh. So growing up and I had, I grew up in the early 2000s mm-hmm. and I had four older sisters who grew up in the 90s. And so anything in the car was top 40 yeah. kind of stuff. Um, nothing too obscure ever really came on. And um, so my, let that go by. Yeah. Oh, fucking nice little uh, alleyway. Um, Surprise there's no mariachi music coming out of it this time. Uh, I've learned to appreciate mariachi music just living here. That's it, cool. Because it's around so frequently. I, I used to not be able to stand it, but now I'm like, it's really nice. Back I was, I'm was i in the middle. Like, I've never really hated it, and I don't like it. Like, well, I, I, you're from Washington. That's you, true. It's just not in my life, ever. <laughs> you don't have Mexicans up there? Yeah, we do. We actually have a sizable. 
A sizable. A sizable amount. Mm. We do. I don't believe you. Legitimately. I don't, um, think, I don't think it counts. Not enough. Okay. Well, <laughs> as I was saying, my aunt had a huge... My aunt like loved a lot of like rock music mm-hmm. and she grew up with The Cure and all that kind of stuff. Good, she, saw, she saw Bowie in concert. That's amazing. I, that fucking trips me out. Sorry. <clears throat> because I don't know. I've never seen like anyone legendary in concert like that. See, I and people just like casually went and did it, and I'm like, you mean the she saw, legend? She saw David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails co-headline a show. You, that's one of those shows you hear about, and you're like, that would be that's like someone. It's like not two real. Hats out of a or two names out of a hat, and just like this is what came out, and you're like, oh, that'd be cool, but like really weird. Yeah, and it actually fucking happened. Yeah, and so she introduced me to a lot of like rock music. I think when I was a kid. She showed me a lot of Black Mountain and right Black Girl Motorcycle Club. And I think I do have to attribute her showing me the white stripes. I've never been able to pinpoint a time. It's just always been in my life. But I'm assuming it's probably her. Yeah, I don't know where it where it kind of hit me. So I grew up pretty much without a lot of like their Jesus. motherfucker. It's it'd be too hot in here, otherwise I'd close that window. Jesus. Why? You good? You okay? Your penis still small? What's going on? Did it make it? Da- the more you rev it, the more the harder it gets. I hope so. So you have this hard. Hello. I tried to put the on-air sign on the door handle, and no one really, <laughs> no one cares anymore. <laughs> They're like, oh, his little podcast thing, <laughs> his little thing. Um, uh, that's so cute. Uh, <laughs> so I guess growing up, I didn't have like a guide to like what I'm gonna listen to. I pretty much had to discover it. A lot of it myself. Yeah. And, or like, you know, I didn't grow up with anything in particular. I had to find everything. And so I think it it made everything that I did find a lot it, more it special more personal, to me. Yeah. yeah. It makes it like it's, you have a, like a straight up connection with it because it's just something you found on your own accord. For sure. Yeah. And so like, or even if it's not not something I found by myself, it's like my friend Jared introduced me to Led Zeppelin. I remember Mm -hmm. the exact moment that he told me to look up that song in in fucking French class. (laughs) Fucking French class. I was an idiot who took French in high school. Well, you lived close to Canada. I understand. That's not, I did it because I had a crush on the girl in the class. Uh Uh-oh. And. Didn't work out. No. You're like too busy with Led Zeppelin. You forgot about her. Yes. Damn. No, it all worked out for the best. Right on. Um, but yeah, no, music has just been like, it's all that I've ever wanted to do. You know, it's kind of silly to be like, because there's people with like legitimate life goals mm-hmm. and I just want to strum guitar yeah. and sing and write songs. That's so respectable though, because it's like, you have like a thing you want to do and it's not difficult. It's not complex. It's not no. like simple or anything, you know? It's not like It can be fucking minded. difficult. It can be difficult. I've been in a fucking writer's block for like a year now <laughs> and it fucking sucks. But it's... it's You need to be in a room with people and play. That's true. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I, th- there's no... There's no learning without failing. And you gotta sure. be somewhere fucking up. I've, I've only ever written like songs mm-hmm. and lyrics that... Like by myself in a room. And 
it's all that I know how to do. When it comes to like writing musical pieces, like the instrumentals, being with a group is like, it, it makes it so much easier. But it, when it comes to like writing lyrics, it's a really personal thing mm-hmm. for me. And it can be embarrassing to do it in front of other people. It's true. When so, you just show up with this shit that kind of rhymes sometimes and it's yeah. like really random. And it like means a lot to you, but They're it like, might not mean anything to them. Oh so <sighs> I and could you, could you imagine what Captain Beefheart had to come to people with and they're like they're all just fucking high as shit though (laughs) so it might have been so pretty much like wanting to do music for so long it still to me feels like an adolescent thing like i never grew out of it even though it's something that a lot of people of every age want to do i never it's just something i wanted to do for so long it still feels like i'm chasing like a dream as like a kid saying that like i want to be an astronaut or a cowboy or something like that you know like that's how it feels people actually become cowboys and actually become astronauts so who, it's not who is a cowboy i don't know go to texas do they have they like have real cowboys. are cowboys still real i mean like that like like are on ranches and like I'm thinking like rootin' tootin' wild Sharp west. Yeah. Oh, you mean outlaws? <laughs> you mean gunfighters? Still, that people call them cowboys. We'll see. You civilized can be a people. Cowboy. Just there's no six guns and horse riding. Diff- it's that's different not today. a cowboy though. It's like a you're like in a gang now, <laughs> or like you're just like a bad motherfucker now. Uh, wearing a cowboy hat. <laughs> well, no one's a bad motherfucker wearing a cowboy hat except Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Don't punch me. <laughs> Dude's, dude's crazy. Um, Lightweight yeah. UFC fighter. Um, yeah. I don't know where to go to next. That was totally okay because you were talking about um, music and chasing your dreams and how you still haven't grown out of it even though you're 20. That's true. I am uh, I am. I am young. I am young, but I have like no path set out in front of me. Oh, you mean like every other 20-year-old? Nah, I don't know any 20-year-old that I respect that has a path set out for them. But do you know any 20-year-old who is okay with that? That they don't have a path? Yeah. Um, no, they're all a bunch of anxiety-ridden messes and they can't just fucking shut up and get a, do some work. Yeah. I have a job. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, you handle your business. I got, sure. I, I pay my bills and it's just like every second I'm not. You're more responsible than any 20-year-old male I've ever met. Thank you. Because my friends when they were 20 were just kind of not. I I was forced to work starting when I turned 16. And I I learned that if you didn't have a good work ethic, it would just be harder. And (laughs) and so fucking. Yeah, uh, we know some people that uh, didn't have good work ethics at work. And it was hard for them. And now they started working harder. And it's easier for them. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Um. And it's, but it's like, I can do really well in a bunch of stuff if I put my mind to it. But anytime I'm not working towards my goal of just doing music, I feel like I'm not doing anything productive. So what are your goals? What are, name like three, like a long-term and short-term. So I guess like a short-term would Mm -hmm. to just be write more songs, um, start a band, um, just really get out there and start playing um, like a couple open mics or something like that. Long term would be probably, you know, recording something like recording an album or an EP, going on tour. Um, And I think mother. Oh, that's my mom's truck. Fucker. (laughs) 
things loud. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she has the biggest truck on this fucking block. It's just so crazy. That's cute. <laughs> uh, and I don't think it's very selfish to say like wanting to be famous as a musician. I think it's just w- wanting to be credited. And, mm-hmm. you know, anyone want... You want to be well-known and respected for expressing yourself. And, and part and of being a musician, you do that today like you're a fucking famous person who does music and you make good songs and people like them and they become viral and it's it's just a part of people's world it's and it totally connects okay. it connects everyone which is cool and i think any musician wants to be good for sure and if you are good and you become mm-hmm. good not only do you get the recognition but it allows you to continue to do it and i want to know what that life is like mm-hmm. and i don't know anything of what it's like but i like all my idols are musicians and I don't know what draws me to them or to it, but they made you feel a certain way and they're making money, making you feel good. So you associate them with the best you've felt. So when you see them, you think this is good. I need to do this because when someone did this for me, it really meant something. And I am a better, bolder, more complete person because of them and their art. For sure. And to be able to like, I think. Li- that's what yeah. I think. <laughs> I don't even know. So, <laughs> to be able to like live comfortably and not have to worry about money, and so you can just focus on music. Like I don't have to work a nine to five and then schedule trying to make music around that. If I could just focus solely on that, I feel that's that's the dream, man. That's all. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Well, I'm. I know no one wants to hear this, but I think you have to take the time you do have before and after those nine to five jobs and use it to your advantage because you're not necessarily just tired after work. You're not in, this is a rock quote. So it might be kind of like corny. (laughs) He said, if you work eight hours and you come home and don't work on yourself or your dreams, you're not tired. You're uninspired. Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, sometimes I, I want to argue with that because I'm like, I'm fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking tired. Sometimes, yeah. I just got to go to fuck the fuck to sleep. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Being uninspired is, it's like a nightmare. It's like, like you were saying with writer's block. It's, it's the most. totally real. It's the most depressing thing that I feel. Because, yeah, I've been, I've had writer's block for almost a year. I've written in this past year maybe a couple pages of things, nothing substantial for sure. And in my living situation, I rent a house from, from 30 year olds, from adults with people with like lives. Hear that 30 year old listeners, you're real adults. We think you're old. You are old. And anyone older than that, I don't even know how you figured this fucking app out to listen to this, but thank you. Old people. That's true. All five of your listeners are going to be really upset. <laughs> um, and so in my living situation, I'm definitely the youngest person there. They all have jobs that they, you know, they come home, they want to relax. So I don't play guitar very much anymore. Yeah. And it, it would be intrusive. Yeah, very like, intrusive. Yeah. Especially like I don't have an acoustic guitar. I just have an electric guitar. Mm-hmm. So you got to so, play in to really hear that. Exactly. I mean, I don't have to, but like it definitely boost the quality so it's I haven't played guitar in a long time and I tried to today and mm-hmm. it's like I can it's really disconcerting when you can tell you're worse than at some point else in your life well see it's not even that you're worse because I've had moments where 
I go, oh, fuck, I, I can't do the thing I used to do anymore. Yeah. It happens with skateboarding, happens with jujitsu, and it happens when I'm trying to be funny or tell jokes to people. You you know that you can get there and can perform because you're aware of them. Like, I know I can do backside heel flips on a skateboard, but I can't do them first try. I have to warm up. I have to get loose. I have to start drilling. I That's have to true. start That's training. It's I have just, to start practicing. You know you can play guitar better than you did last time. It's just legitimately said, being out of practice. Yeah, out of practice, being rusty. Yeah. You just got to, you got fucking ring rust or whatever. You just got to like get the cobweb shaken off and you'll get there. Um, like you'll be surprised at how quickly after that you the the learning curve happens again where you get oh better i got better again i i was i thought i really sucked a little while ago and then i like woke my fucking muscle memory back up and now we're here now i'm here i can fucking kick some ass it, it's i've done it with skateboarding over this past year where i started skateboarding and i would be like fuck i can't even kick flip anymore it's so bad but now i'm like doing flips into stuff and and it's like oh i just needed to like kick get the engine going and For start sure. start driving it around yeah i just haven't had the opportunity to do that there's really. Um, a really good rehearsal space in certain sparks the music store here yeah in town. i've been there um you can uh, like rent time and just go fuck around in there. Yeah. I highly suggest doing that because I heard it was expensive. Somebody it, was oh, like, maybe it is. I'm, somebody I, is like, I don't play music. So I don't know. I don't remember who told me it was somebody was like, yeah, you could do that, but it's kind of expensive. Well, also remember who it could have been telling you might've been a financial disadvantage to do it. Cause someone who I am at a financial disadvantage. Well, it could be someone who maybe been in a greater disadvantage financially, or maybe that music isn't as serious enough to them to go do that yeah i feel that it's just i i i don't like the concept of paying to just play right um be, kind of obnoxious kind especially of because i you know where i lived so i lived with my mom and mm -hmm. she had a garage and i played in the garage yeah. i was able to play as loud as i want whenever i wanted and then i moved into my first house by my like where i had roommates but i moved away moved out for the first time and we also had a garage and I could hook it up and play pretty much as much as I wanted um, because nobody parked their car and neighbors were nice and everything like that. So this is the first time in my life where I haven't had that and it just itches at you. Yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. it's like, and it's like, so I never had to pay and it's like, why the fuck would I pay to just not even record, not yeah. necessarily even come up with anything good? Maybe I just want to go in for like 10 minutes just to blow off some steam why am I going to pay for like an hour when I might not even need it or it might not be any use for That's me? That's very true. So you can find reasons to not do something that might be a stepping stone in the right direction, which is okay. Mm -hmm. um, I think that trying something and seeing where it takes you to see what it might be, seeing if it it the you value what it's worth, you know, the money that it costs is worth it to you to be able to do what you love and what you, what dreams you want to follow. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that that can be difficult when money such a fucked up, fucked up concept and such a fucked up reality, just a harsh reality of this world. Yeah. And I hate it because all I want to do is do this, this and that. And they all cost money. Everything costs money. Like I want to fucking throw up yeah anytime i look at my bank account anytime i have to spend money on something 
It's it, it's it anxiety. Is, oh, dude, it fucking I sucks. Fucking, I there's nothing I want more than to just be fucking financially sound and be just set for it's life. It's such a and weird not have to worry about money to do to just live. Like money has caused me so much stress in my life, in my young life, and just mm-hmm. like the three years that I've really had to worry about it. Yeah. That it's just the concept of just financial stability is such a like dream. It's like heaven just like lying on the clouds. Like I have not a care in the world. All of my worries for like a good amount of time were money related. Mm -hmm. All of them. Um, And so the idea of not having that was so foreign. I just had a panic attack because I thought about I have to renew my car insurance and how expensive that is every month. No. I because... I'm I feel boring a lot of the times because I don't want to go out and spend money and I don't know what to do mm-hmm. that you can go out and do and not spend money. Oh, it's hard. And so like I, I just stay in and gotta, I gotta I'm, come up with shit. You gotta try to be interesting. It's yeah, the most exhausting and, thing ever. You have to like go on fucking hikes and go to n- things where nature is and either like act like it was fun. I'm spending Sometimes. money or I'm hurting myself trying to be creative Ugh. to do something that doesn't require spending money, Seriously. which is just as painful sometimes I feel uh, that I just, and I just end up staying in and I, I'm a fucking recluse for a <laughs> while. I, I'm a boring, I'm a boring person. Sometimes. You need to smoke some weed and you'll figure it out. No. Nah, Cause I feel like that'll make me even more lazy. See, lazy people, that smoke weed get lazy on weed. See, that would be me. I'm a lazy person. Maybe uh, <laughs> get like the more stimulating strains, which would be a sativa. And I know that goes right along with those memes where it's like, no man, this meme is fucking, it's sativa, <laughs> man, it's so good. You have no idea. No, it's not a body high. It's a, it's a brain high. You get fucking, I know it's just like that. Oh my God, dude, this strain's so good. You got to try this. No, please fucking try this. I know it's just, that's exactly what I sound like. But, uh, you know, th- that's a possibility. It's, it's stimulating. I, I'm trying to find... Your creativity is stimulated. And what I like about weed is sometimes all of the background noise and all the, like, the anxiety blocks uh, are out of the way. I get them out of the way. I understand that. And we were talking about this a little bit the other day. I, I try to go through life with a handicap that is just going mm-hmm. through life yeah. regularly. Yeah. Um. And, and sometimes I feel like I, I need that background noise and I got to push through it because mm-hmm. the end is so much more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. All that background noise. Oh, fuck it. Cut that part. But um, <laughs> it feels more fulfilling to do it the hard way. I don't know. That's kind of how I was. I was raised. Just, it, it's If you have an easy route and a hard route, the hard route is the one you're always just going to go because life's fucking hard and everyone's sad. And you want to die. And <laughs> you want to die. That's just the... And so that's the route I take whenever anyone or anything in my life... So do you choose to do things that are more difficult instead of doing easier things because you want the end result to be sweeter in general? Normally, I just don't do it at all. <laughs> you just have fucking You're like, mm, that option C, actually. Yeah. Neither. <laughs> Literally, I, I became so... If I... I Grew up um, with the pressure that if you didn't take the hard route and you took the easy route, you would be punished. So I just decided to not do it. That sounds like some backwards ass religious philosophy bullshit that is not necessarily the truth. 
I I mean, well, it, it's just it's everyone's um it's everyone's own Bible. It's everyone's own you know philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. yeah that it's gonna be That's different fair. for anyone. Like this book here talks so much about like the obstacle being the way and um, just doing things that like you can guide yourself through struggle yeah, and how it like the en- enduring life makes you like so, so much, I don't know, well, better, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Weird um, shit. It's an entire philosophy that I uh, adopted a lot into my daily life and it really did help. And I don't disagree with you when you tell me like that doing the hard route and the hard road is like a more optimum choice. Yeah. I've, I, cause I don't know. I feel like you learn from you, the fucking you, lessons. You have a reward system. Yeah. And you, and if you fail, then you know, you learn more. I don't know. And yeah. See, fa- people look at failing as a bad thing, but I know people who fail more because they try more and now they know more and they've yeah. learned more and they've, created more they've achieved more because they've tried more for sure it's totally okay i don't think there's necessarily like and you're not gonna go through life and find something there's not one way to do it Mm -hmm. anyone can do it their own way and everyone's gonna have different results because everybody started in a different place than everybody else we all have different opportunities from each other yeah the the last thing you should do is be concerned with how some privileges someone else had that don't affect you in any way, shape, or form. That's true. Except you worrying about them and it preoccupying valuable time and mind energy and thinking power that you can use to your advantage. That's fair. It's it's fucking hard not to though. Cause it, you, is, it is. Because you, you see it and you're like, man, I want that to be me. And <laughs> bless you. And you're thinking, and then you're being, you know, you're like, Comparing. oh, they, they had it so much easier than I did. I have to fucking do all this. And... So that's what I, th- I can, and I do that. I do that a lot. Yeah. Comparison's the thief of happiness. I don't try to necessarily. It's just I don't think anyone tries I to. I have a very envious brain. Oh, me, same, same. And so that's what I. That's why I still try to do the hard route because I'm really working towards just. I know I got it fucking rough. I know it's not going to be easy. So everything I do in life now, I'm going to do the hard way so that I, I'm ready to do. I envy you though, because you have one focus and that is music. You have a dream and a goal. I have many different things that preoccupy my time. Like I was telling you about, about my friend Gus, that video I showed you, that amazing trick he did. I'm pretty sure he just skates. Like that's what he does and it's why he's so good and he's amazing at it. Mm-hmm. My friend Javi, he does jujitsu. I don't know what else he does he has the time energy and he devotes his life to jujitsu and fighting. And that's his thing. And it's fucking awesome. But I'm like, I, you know, I have a lot of things that might divide my attention and mind apart. Like it's not fucking easy. I wish there was something I could just, I, where I could just drop everything else and just do one thing and just worry about one thing and just focus on one thing and then perfect that. Yeah, but I'm constantly like, I want to do this, this, and a little bit of this, and I want to do that. Oh, I just go back to doing that. Oh, like right now, I really want to go learn to surf. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fucking just dying to go surf, but I'm also like, oh shit, I need to start a band, like a jam band with my friends, like like do something like that again, like mm-hmm. I used to. And but I really want to go skate and get better at skateboarding. 
I can see my friend Gus, he gets better. And I'm like, oh shit, if he can get that good, I, there's still hope for me to get a little better, you know? Yeah. Like he's younger than me and he's a more talented person in general when it comes to skateboarding. Don't you hate those people? I do. Don't you hate talented people? I fucking hate their guts. Like I have other friends that are talented at skateboarding and I just genuinely hate them. Yeah. I hate talented people. However, is a super sweet man, young man. My friend I was talking about earlier, Jared, he's one of the best bassists I've ever heard. And I fucking hate him for it. Motherfucker. And it's, I hate talented people because I am not really in anything. anything. I really have to fucking work for it. But see that that's like everything we have and achieve is just so much sweeter because it didn't come easily to us. That's true. I can't think of anything that's come easily that I've valued as highly as I do when I've struggled to uh, achieve it or do it, like no matter what it is, the tricks I can do on my skateboard, I'm super happy and proud of, even if they're mm-hmm. tiny little tricky trick, no, never going to impress anyone but me. Like I'm fucking stoked. As long as it do makes it. you happy. Exactly. Like little small successes. I haven't submitted someone and like tapped someone in jujitsu and like fucking since, I don't know, last year, you know, <laughs> It's like I get my fucking ass handed to me, but like each time I'm a little better yeah. and I get little positional advantages and then I get closer to submitting someone and then I, I sweep someone or I take someone down. And, you know, like it's these are really small little victories take me along. And it's hard to know hard. what they are, especially in the moment. You know, you look back and you're like, that was really cool. And but you're you're away from it now and you're only looking back when you're not in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Like I was thinking like my time when I was in in a band in high school. It's like, that was really cool. I'm happy that I was able to do that. But at the time I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. This was, it wasn't your dream band. It wasn't like your thing where you no. wanted to become. It was just something you got to participate in. And it's, it what's really hurts or what's really scary is the fear of giving up. I'm always ready to give up. Like, <laughs> and, and it like, I feel like, when I'm not doing something, it gets a little closer every day. Like that's why I dropped out of college primarily was because I didn't want to have a fallback. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, if I was going to wanted to plan a, and that's it. Yeah. And I didn't, because I felt I would get too lazy if I had a plan B and if I had a fallback or something cushy, I would. And my, my parents drilled the plan B thing into my head. They were like, Dallas, you should have been plan B. Um, instead of being born. Oh wait, no, sorry. The other plan B, um, they had always, cause I want to be a professional skateboarder when I was a kid. It's all I wanted to do. And they're like, okay, but you gotta, you know, come up with a plan B. And I always heard that. And I thought they don't think I'm good. And my, this hurts. My mom was the exact same way. She, she really pushed the plan B. Like there was a, yeah, there's a couple moments in my life where I'm like, my parents don't think I can be a professional skateboarder. And I can tell. I remember my think- feelings are hurt. And so like, I like skateboarding is like this weird emotional thing for me. I remember thinking that exact same thing about my mom too. Like, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I haven't, I'm just remembering this now was that I, I didn't think that she thought that I could do it. And yeah, it's weird. And, but I remember it just, it pushed me to really want to fucking do it. And well, lucky you, it kind of broke my heart and I kind of like gave up trying harder. (laughs) I there's been other things that have caused me to give up trying harder um but it's the whole plan b thing is like 
I, I really had to just throw myself off the abyss. I really had to jump off the cliff and make that commitment. Um, and I promised myself when I dropped out that this is what I was going to do and I was going to do everything that I could to do it. Mm. And if I'm not honoring that at all times, I really do feel like a piece of shit. Um, so I got to I gotta figure it out. It, I mean, you're, I'm happy that you are like, you owe it to yourself to like figure it out and find out and mm-hmm. like push yourself because like I said, like I, my fucking heart was broken and I was too busy, like <laughs> feeling sorry for myself instead of just going, you know what? Fuck you. There is no plan B because watch this. And that's the attitude I probably should have had, but I was too young and sensitive to really understand. It's because it's music for me is such a personal thing. I'm not doing it for anybody else. I'm not doing it because I really even care what anyone else thinks. So why do you do it? Because I want to look cool. <laughs> that's why I've, that's li- literally like, if I saw someone that I thought looked cool, I just thought, oh, how can I do that? Yeah, no, exactly. That's 90% oh, of my adolescence. Because I, yeah. I grew up in a household f- like only with girls. And anytime I saw like a cool looking dude, I'm like, that's what I want to do You're for like, forever. Hey, first exposure. Thank God. Like yeah. Something different. <laughs> um. And I remember like seeing Jack White play on stage um, and it's just so fucking cool. It's all I've ever wanted to do. Dude, concerts and performances, those will carry you on. Yeah. It's so crazy when you see like these people and you see like, oh, those are weird shoes and oh, that's an interesting setup Mm -hmm. and oh, that's like funny guitar and I kind of like that. Like when I met my like one of my first professional skateboarders I ever met was Corey Duffel. He's a huge influence on me, still love him to this day. And when I first met him, he had like spray painted shoes. And I was like, that's weird. Why do you spray paint your shoes? You get them for free and they're like cool shoes and you'll have like your signature shoes come out soon. But he like spray painted his shoes and he spray paint. He used two different truck hangers on his skateboard. Hmm. And it was just like, whoa, like, and he was just very just about himself. being unique. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck, that looked fucking cool. So later that summer, guess what I'm doing? I'm spray painting my friend's shoes because we saw Corey Duffel's spray painted shoes and it was really cool. And it yeah. Was like, fuck yeah. Do it like that. It's it's fun. And then the more you try to um, copy it, because I tried like when I was going through school and I was, you know, dressing myself, mm-hmm. you're trying to emulate that yeah. the oh, more the dude, more you do that yeah. i feel like the quicker you're able to you know you grow up and you start to do your own thing mm-hmm. because and, you because you know that like you can't do it perfectly because you're not them yeah so you have to find a new way to do it almost and you pick up things along the and way the, that you decide or you know the hard way to go about it is to do your own thing it's easy to just mm-hmm. continue to copy someone else yeah. but the hard thing to do is to you know do something cool on your own and so I think a lot of that's something yeah a lot of a lot of people do that choose that I think unique people tend to um come up with their own shit. This is something I'm learning and doing with the podcast right now is like there's certain things that I've used and copied and like been influenced by other podcasters and comedians podcasting and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's a few things that like I'm having to do on my own and like figure out on my own. It's cool. And And it's coming off like some of it's successful and some of it's not. And it's really weird. Like it's just about tinkering. Dude, every social media post I do for the podcast, I feel it's so difficult. It's so difficult to do like 
a summary write up a you know a bio or a whatever description for the episodes mm-hmm. do like a new you know because it's like i'm forcing it to like be something that i've never made before yeah it's weird it's i don't know how giving to like, like a mobius object like putting parameters putting on trying to apply a personality yeah and it's weird because you're like is this right i don't know like that i never name songs it's just that's good like i don't know anyone who just like oh perfect i have a name for it it's it's something that i've like always done some some of them have names but it's whenever i just write the words and i never really put a name to it that's good because like and how often do names i love when i've this is something that used to annoy the shit out of me but when you see musicians or you see their set lists and they have like the song name but it's like abbreviated or they just use like part of it yeah like um something with the uh cd i've shown you the bad day cd like they had a song that they just called don Cheadle. that's good you know and it was just like super fucking random and they didn't write it on the set they like wrote like don or just Cheadle or something yeah. like on the set list and it just like it was just really cool to like see how people interpret their own things and like i know that the set list on the fucking drummer at the show we went to like i know some of those songs were like you know it wasn't stop moving to florida you know it yeah. was probably just florida florida. The florida song or you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. It, it was just fucking i love that shit for or, sure where the, like the song name isn't the important part because no. they're musicians it's the song that's important we know these couple things are the cues we need to get into it they go mm-hmm. into it and that's kind of like what i like i like what i try to do when i write jokes is like i write like a set list of like a song list yeah and i don't write the jokes out i don't write the punchlines out i have the like a certain keywords that just remind me where to go yeah and i think that's what set set list art and like writing just reminding and it, it's fun to like <laughs> bands that don't use set lists i think it makes it all the more yeah. interesting mm-hmm. more fun um because That's nobody knows yeah. what's happening and it can, like the fucking show we went to the tours yeah or the raconteurs, I fucking as hated those that. fucking bitches in line were saying. The rock on tours, the rack on tours. You could tell like they got like their seat, their Santa Barbara Bowl season tickets. Yeah. And just seeing this band, oh, we saw the rack on tours. God, it's bad. Get out of here! You're not a real diehard. No, but like, yeah, that was an amazing show. No set list. No set list. Just went through it. Yeah. That's fucking cool. I fucking love that, dude. The, but this is what I'm saying, how we were talking about how, how we get influenced by things and we like emulate things. Influences, I, I kind of want to talk about influences yeah, yeah. for a second. Oh, do it. Because I think they're okay to have and I think that it's okay to let them show. And I, I don't think... You, you, there's like a weird like, you trying to keep it cool when you're a kid where you don't give it away that this yeah. influenced you because you want to come off as a unique and original. For sure. But I, I think as we're growing up, we're learning like, oh, like... It's it's okay. I'm, we're, I even mean like because of the amount of musicians that have lawsuits against them right now. I know for like copying other music. Mm-hmm. I think one, if you are blatantly copying music, yes, that's bad. Sorry, Katy Perry, you don't deserve money if you're copying Christian rap. <laughs> I just saw that the other day. So stupid. But with the um, like. The Stairway to Heaven one, uh, like it's obvious that was it was influenced heavily. Oh, like those lyrics are like straight up rip a rip off, 
But I guarantee no one else is Jimmy Page. Yeah, exactly. They didn't take Jimmy Page from those songs. And it's especially with them blatantly copying like Muddy Waters yeah. songs that, yes, they stole the melody and the lyrics, but it's a, now it's a Led Zeppelin song. Now it sounds like Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, should you give credit? Yeah. But if I'm going to go into my garage and I'm going to play guitar and somebody says, hey, that sounds like the White Stripes, that's not what I was going for. But guess what? I know the White Stripes, so I'm sure they snuck out of my fingertips like that. Yeah. It's and Very normal. It's, it's like I'm not going in there to copy the White Stripes. I'm not going in there to um, come out with a mm-hmm. White Stripes song. I'm going in there for myself and whatever comes out is what it is. I don't know how to play guitar. And one time I was jamming with my friend and I caught a riff that sounded a lot like I want to be your dog. Yeah. The Stooges. So it was like, oh, I'm going to play that because I'm comfortable. It sounds good. It sounds cool. Mm-hmm. And it's close to it. And it feels nice. It feels I, nice I, to fucking make something that sounds cool. The first time I recorded in, in a little studio, um, I had a riff that was very similar to I want to be your dog. There you go. And it was like... It was similar. I don't know. It wasn't the same, but it's a punk song. It's kind of simple chords. It's no biggie. Yeah, these and things happen. I uh, I had lyrics to it and everything, and I recorded it, and then now, and then I kind of just stepped away from it because I was like, that sounds a little too much like the the song. I I just wrote a joke somewhere, and it's I'm I had to like scrap it because joke thievery is super real in yeah, comedy. Yeah, I've heard. And th- they do talk about how some people have similar jokes. And some people like, even people make jokes that are so similar. There's like, you probably stole that. But sometimes you don't. Sometimes you just. Sometimes you just think of the same thing. Like the fucking garlic festival shooting. I made a vampire joke and they're one of my favorite comedians I follow. This girl, Kate Quigley, posted a thing like, oh, I bet that was a fucking vampire. And I was like, damn it. Like you, she stole my joke. But I don't get to say she stole my joke. She's the comic. The famous one that, you know the one who is recognized as a comedian and my little Facebook post didn't really get the fucking uh, <laughs> momentum and I wanted it to. Some like, like a garlic festival that, that triggers certain. Cause you go garlic, who hates garlic? Um, idiots and vampires. Mm. I was definitely an idiot who shot people. Cause you had to be, you have to be an idiot who enjoy cool things like garlic, but it's funnier if it was a vampire. You yeah. And because so you just, you just subverted the expectation now they know you're joking because vampires aren't real. I'm from Washington. I can't. I can't uh, <laughs> Double wink. <laughs> I can't. They sparkle where you're from. Mm-hmm. But I can't confirm or deny. There's uh, a lot of people going to be after me. Uh-oh. Um, but your minds are on the same same subject because you're thinking of garlic. Mm-hmm. You know, your minds are going down the same path. A lot of little wiggly wobblies that you got to go through, but you're gonna cut. You just so happened to come out with the same yeah. ending. Yeah. There, I- when I was uh, like 17 or something like that, I was jamming in my um, my garage with my friend, and I came out with this really fucking great riff. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. It just came out. It was mm-hmm. one of those times, and it was like that just fucking happened. I didn't have to chisel at that at all. <laughs> um, and then I started listening to Electric Wizard. <sighs> And on their most recent album, they have a song and our riffs are, they coincide Mm -hmm. very, very easily. When I wrote that riff, I had never listened to an Electric Wizard song 
And I'd never, I'd heard the name, but I'd never listened to it S- once. We'll see. This is what I think happened. You need to listen to Electric Wizard. So they possessed you to play. So that way, when you heard them, you recognized and you had a permanent connection that could to the be- pure evil stoner doom metal that is Electric Wizard. That could be true. And, and when I, because I remember when it was the most recent album, I remember when it came out. I had written that riff like a good six months prior. Was it Time to Die or the... Uh, Wizard Bloody Wizard. Oh, Wizard Bloody Wizard. Okay. Yeah, the song um, I'm referencing is... um... Fuck! Good song name. I like that. What is it called? Wizard Bloody Wizard. Um, Necromania. Ooh, that's a good name. I haven't heard that album because... So I listened to Time to Die, and I think it told I you just downloaded this. that, actually. It I've been listening to it. Um, Gave me, like, really bad anxiety. Yeah. It was just it's like, a, I put the record on, and it was like, oh, guess what? There's demons in my house now. The difference, because, like, yeah, I, I hadn't really listened to Time to Die before, and I listened to a lot of Wizard Bloody Wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you'd like Wizard Bloody Wizard. It's not as... Evil. Evil, no. It, there's a lot of, like, good... They're more. The songs are more um, structured and solid. Okay. Um, it's not, it's less, you know, long, ominous. Rol- ritualistic. Ritualistic. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think yeah. like it. Time to Die was literally like, I think I need to be a little high and listen to it and listen to it now as an adult. But mm-hmm. I, I think I was just going through some tough shit at this time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I need to listen to some music. And then I put that on and I was like, this isn't helping. <laughs> this oh, is, fuck, this is <laughs> Just this impending doom feeling. Yeah. That shit's gnarly. It is gnarly. But there's like, I've listened to Electric Wizard since I was 12 years old. That guy was telling me about that, Corey Duffel. He was in a skate video. And the last song um, was... Electric Wizard by Electric Wizard. Mm-hmm. And that's the one that I said, oh, this is the first fucking Electric Wizard song I ever heard. And you're like, uh, this is sleep. This is sleep. <laughs> and I was like, I was so embarrassed, but I was also, I was like, this sounds way too alike for me to take all the embarrassment here. Yeah. you Because uh, this is the same one because it fucking was... Um, it was Dragonaut? Dragonaut. I was going to say Druider, but I think that's another sleep fucking song or the a, druid like, the druid there you yeah go. druider <laughs> see, see, see i used to i used to listen to music i used to know what music and songs were and it's like no. just floating now around. you're gonna be like the dad that's like oh are you playing your computer video game <laughs> <laughs> oh you playing your doom metal i remember back in my day when orange goblin came out oh god no one listens to that old fucking butt rock stoner rock dad see that's gonna be you in a year no it's gonna be me in a year um Fuck, what was I going to say? Influences. I was going to go off on something else. But, uh... Evil. Ritualistic. Sleep. Getting it wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay, I remember. Thank you. Yeah. That really... I didn't expect it to help, but it helped. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Electric Wizard lately Mm -hmm. and a lot of Sleep Mm -hmm. lately. And when I wrote that riff, I didn't listen to very much heavy stuff Mm -hmm. at all. Um, the heaviest like genre I listened to, like I tiptoed in was like hard rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know. Wh- That's such a vague title. I don't even know who, who's hard rock. I, I was in my, in my head. I was, I was thinking of, of Wolf Mother. Okay. Um, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything like heavier that I kind of listen to, but th- there really isn't. 
Um, I, I have hope for you because I feel like once people start listening to heavy music, their dreams of being like like a popular or famous musician or like a noteworthy musician are obscured by the they just get possessed by like this weird dark music this yeah. heavy music and they're just about the riffs and not about like the movement no i get you <laughs> or, it's, or maybe i said that wrong but yeah know. for me it's always been lyrical content yeah, like that's like i'm a huge bob dylan fan and so just being noted for the what you come up with in your head that you write down and your words like just general words can uh-huh. really change and mean something i think that's beautiful and it's fantastic and it's all i ever really want um but going back um i don't know really when i got into heavier Mm -hmm. stuff i remember i was starting to get into black sabbath a little bit when i was 16 um that's too late you should have started way sooner like i said i had to figure it all out myself (laughs) it took me i'm just telling everyone if you have a child put black sabbath on them right now it took me some time um and but I, when I was in a band in high school, um, the other guitarist in the band, he he was in uh, a heavy metal bands too, and he liked a lot of heavier stuff. And I just, it, I just really didn't. He kind of wanted to like be a metal band with me, and mm-hmm. it's just not what I wanted at that time. And I asked him, I was like, so he knows a lot of weird, obscure, like heavier artists, and I was like, how the hell? do you find all this stuff or like what brought you to, I think I asked what brought you to listening to like death metal yeah, or yeah. black metal. And oh, he's seriously, like, I need to know these things. <laughs> I was, and he said, it just became the search for something heavier. Like you had one thing. <laughs> That's so cool. Cause and, it's so true. And I didn't understand it at the time. And I was like, yeah, okay. And now I think I get it. You think you get it? I think I get it a little bit. There's like, there's different layers to heaviness because something can be heavy because of how loud it's delivered. It could mm-hmm. be the riffs. It could be the drums. It could be just the riffs. It could be the vocals. For with, sure. With the lo-fi recording. Yeah. And the riffs. Like like there's, there's some things that's like I'll be listening to like there's this like a live recording of a mm-hmm. Queens of Stone Age song. And I was like, this is fucking heavy. Yeah. And then I'll go to like the studio version. No, to like uh, electric wizard. Oh, okay. And I was like, this is fucking heavy. Yeah. Or, um, okay. it, it's really about the perspective that you give it. It's yeah. not, not every, not, there's not one it's way a, of heavy. I love the difference of heavy and heavy. I love that we search for it because it wouldn't have ever existed if there wasn't some fucking review of Black Sabbath's first album. Mm-hmm. That's how a heavy metal was named. Mm-hmm. Is someone said it sounded like crashing heavy metal. And sure enough, here we are. There you go. 40 some odd years later talking about like 50. looking for the heavy fucking like heavy, the heaviest stuff, the heavy. What's, what's like the heaviest thing you ever listened to? Because I sometimes I'll think, oh, this is the heaviest thing because the vocals are the like gnarliest. And then like sometimes I think it's the heaviest because of like the the gnarly like delivery of the riffs, you know? And it, and it could just be like um, like a feeling too. Like if that, if they're singing about fucking whatever and they're into it and you can fucking tell like that's some heavy shit. Mm-hmm. The heaviest thing I've listened to, I 
I saw Mayhem live. Uh, That'll do it. Like, and I didn't, I wasn't into metal at that point. I had gone with a friend and I just wasn't listening to any heavy stuff really. But she explained to me who they were, you know, what they did. Um, And, you know, she played a little bit in the car. First of all, I wasn't ready for that fucking show. (laughs) Second of all, um, it was fucking, it was heavy. Um, But I I wasn't appreciating it. I wasn't necessarily, I was kind of, I was enjoying my time. I wasn't having the best time because I just didn't belong in in the pit. but it was certainly heavy. The heaviest yeah, I thing. I you were getting some funny licks. Who's this fucking fucking guy in a white striped shirt? I don't remember what I was wearing. I had just gotten broken up with like a week before, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I was ready to be sacrificed on stage. Oh fuck! I, I was ready. <laughs> uh, I was just in the in the worst mood. I had to leave the venue because my parking was about to expire. I had to oh, walk that, through I hate that. a shitty part of Seattle to go renew my parking, get back in the venue, find my friend mm-hmm. all the way in the front oh, before Jesus, you had to survive. Before Mayhem came on. Jesus. And then they came on and then some girl immediately poured her entire beer down my back and then I got punched in the back of the head and then I don't remember what else happened. That show sounds like mayhem. Do you know who opened? Um, Black Anvil. Oh, that's right. And Inquisition. That's right. You told. I need to write them down because I've never heard of either of them. Inquisition, I think, or because I, I looked them both up. Uh, I think Inquisition Anvil. started. I've heard of Anvil. Inquisition started, I think, in South America, but then they relocated to Seattle, so it was kind of like a, a local so band. So they were the Spanish Inquisition. Now they're the sad, uh, they're the rainy Inquisition. Yes, the rainier the Inquisition. Sludgy, they're the grunge Inquisition. That rainier joke was for anyone in Washington. I get it, because Mount Rainier. Because of the beer. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Everyone in Washington drinks rainier. I've never heard of that. It's a beer. I understand that, but <laughs> you have never heard it's, of it. It's a Washington beer. Just local to Washington, obviously. Uh, I don't know. We Maybe. Should, we should go to the fucking liquor store, see if they have it. We could. I don't know. Because I really don't know. I'm kind of curious. I've never re- looked for it outside Washington, so. Rainier. What color? Is it like a, a can, bottle you drink it out of? What is it's it? a can, and I think it's 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 a white can, uh-huh. and the R, it's a R, R in red, and I think there's like That's red gold, gold lining. <laughs> no. No. Um, no, Rainier was like, there's this building in Seattle and it used to be the Rainier building. Okay. And then they turned it into a Tully's coffee building. Rude. And there used to be this like big R, uh, against the mountains, like where you could see Mount Rainier too. And, um, like lit up and everything like that. And they fucking took it down and changed it with a T for Tully. That's so cunty. And then finally, like six years ago or something like that. Um, they put the R back up. Good. Yeah. Fucking classic. Rainier, it's like a local, everybody loves them. Well, good for them. You want to take a break? Sure. No, let's do it. Be right back, guys. Hello, folks. We are back. Yeah, we're back. That's right. We're in it. Back in black. Back in the seat. Back in the saddle again. In the saddle. I'm... I'm th- I want to say I'm thankful to be a guest twice now. Yeah, twice, twice. But for everyone else, this for, is the only only time. First parentheses twice, second time. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, this might as well be the first time. Yeah, because the first the the, the fuck <laughs> the first time <laughs> we got too drunk and uh, who knows what happened. Remy knows. I, Remy was there. Yeah, we were so drunk. I don't know if he was there, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't even listened back to it because I haven't even like had it mixed yet. I'm, so it's still two separate tracks. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm thinking about sending it in a little bit just so I have it prepared just in case. For my eventual downfall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ram. He, he's bummed. No one's playing with him. He has yeah, a fucking no. ball in his mouth and no balls on his skin. Mm-mm. Poor guy. It's like he's been married. It's pure castrated. Anyways, what we were talking about before we got back from the break was a uh, fucking posers posers fucking posers and this is something that's kind of common in any uh like musical genre i feel unless you listen to that like top of the pops top 40 bullshit um top of the pops fucking you know when people wear band t-shirts and they just don't listen to the band it's not like it's just their fucking accessory Mm -hmm. most like 90 percent of the band shirts that i own i got at the concert that's really cool see at the concert's really fucking cool because i get i got i shopped at rockabilia and spencer's gifts and then this other place uh hot shots and pismo that's where i got all my band t-shirts and then i'd go and there'd be like the local fair and they had the Mm -hmm. bootleg Mm t-shirts i still buy those i love bootleg t-shirts we didn't we didn't have anything i didn't have anything like that growing up we didn't have anybody that sold band shirts or anything like that. Where I grew up, it, anything that came to town was like a local farmer's market mm-hmm. or something like that. And yeah. then we had uh, the county fair once a year. And it nothing musical they or They didn't have like a dude selling like a bunch of graphic tees? Not really. There was this one dude, there's one record shop in my hometown that yeah. nobody went to. Oh, that sucks. It, because he was kind of a weird guy. Is and it he, still open? I think so. I bet I, it's popping now. Now that people like records, I bet there's all kinds of hipster ass people in there. No, because I mean, like, I still lived there yeah. during that, like, the vinyl resurgence. Oh, oh okay. And oh, uh, I forgot you're like 14. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my birthday's tomorrow. <laughs> um, and uh, it's just because he he had he kept all the same shit, like just obscure records from like the 70s and 80s and like weird weird modern ones like he had like the shrek musical soundtrack i remember i wouldn't consider a record store complete without it it's just like so i went in there looking for the stuff i wanted and it wasn't there and i feel like a lot of people my age felt the same way i went to my first ever punk show in um in the back room of that record store it was actually really cool he had it was like this whole back room setup that he had and there's a bunch of uh uh, thrash punk bands that that played do do you know who it was Who, who saw I don't. The only band name I remember is a, a band called the Assassinators. That's amazing. I had a I had a music project that it was almost almost happened called the Assassins of Youth. That's cool. And I named it after the uh, that was one of the like headlines or like whatever fucking blurbs. Is that what they're called? Blurbs from a uh, reefer madness. I don't even really know what a blurb is. Um, really. I well, use it in sentences a lot, yeah, but I, I could um, just be lying. Like the back of this, like these are blurbs. Like they have these are like... I'll have to look up what like the, the actual definition of a blurb is. Like I'm pretty sure that's what they are, the blurb. Like the, uh, Anthony Bourdain did a blurb for the hardcore Life of My Own, his book. That's a quote. Yeah. Is that a blurb? 
does they call it, when you like do a do a thing for um like Bourdain did the back of this he did the blurb for this that's what that's called when you okay. do a quote for like a book and stuff okay I'm pretty sure that's it's fair. a blurb kind of got a little sidetracked there sorry no it's okay but um he, it, I, mine was named after like a blurb for Reefer Madness yeah never happened though so yeah there's like three bands that played uh the, the guy who I was in a band with he's like hey you should come come check this out and I didn't have anything going on so I did that's kind of cool fuck yeah yeah. A lot of fun. Did you get elbowed at any point? Did anyone smell bad? There was approximately 20 people there. It was so like, everyone smelled bad. Yeah. Okay. And I was like the only one who I like I could tell I was like I listen I to shower today. I listen to other stuff. <laughs> I don't listen to this. I remember like a friend of of his was like he was looking at me he's like kill my keys. And I was like yeah. And he just jumps in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so tight. Jumps in it with with uh, all the other four people that were like <laughs> jumping around. It was so funny. I, I was like, I was like, I don't belong here, but this is really fun, dude. That that's how I felt the first time I went to like a like a quote unquote hardcore show. Yeah, I didn't go to like a legit hardcore show for a while because um, like Honeycutt and all his friends dragged me to this bar here in town, Johnny's, and there was this atrocious band that played i don't even remember their name but i know one of the name was the more the merrier mm-hmm. and then a fucking uh it, it was just like metalcore just this like cringy scene kid music yeah I and get you. it fucking <laughs> it was so fun and funny to like be like they're like screaming in a bar full of adults in a microphone and there's like people like flailing their limbs around doing what's called hardcore dancing yeah which is um i'm, a, I'm aware yeah i'm sorry it's uh yeah, that's it's... an oxymoron by the way <laughs> you can't dance and be hardcore it's not you mosh or you look like a jackass yeah who's throwing fucking spinning kicks and shit get the fuck out of here i know and i just we're I was talking about that um when we were going to see the rocket tourism i was like i don't i'm not the kind of person that um moshes or does any mm. of that I went. I saw a punk show in in LA a couple of weeks ago, um, and there it was like there was a lot of that, and I was ready for it. Yeah, I knew it was gonna happen, and it's, it's just not something that I want to do. I want to look at the stage and see the band perform. I don't really want to interact with see, anyone around. Part me. of me is torn because I do sometimes. There's I like I see people moshing and it looks like so much fun and it's so cathartic. It's part of a being is being part of a ritual. Mm-hmm. Like I, period. I, like I, getting in it is totally quite get it. the experience. But there's times when I'm like, oh, I want to mosh, but I need to see them play these fucking riffs and drum. I need to see this drum fill and I need to understand why it sounds so good with yeah. that bass line and why the singer sings at that part. Like I need to see it be cohesive. Yeah. And you got to see how it like all like you hear it and then you can see all the math. Like, add I had up. to struggle between like doing like a headbang and watching the Melvins play. Mm-hmm. I, I just... I always find myself, I'd, I'd rather just watch. I'd rather see mm-hmm. because I'm trying to soak it all up. I'm I'm trying to like, mm-hmm. you know, take in all the information I can. Well, like I saw that band off. I couldn't tell you what any of them were wearing. I couldn't tell you who was on which side of the stage, whether guitarist or bassist. I don't know if there's a usual lineup where the guitarist is usually on the left or right or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you that I was moshing until this certain part of Black Thoughts, their song, because mm-hmm. I knew 
this part was coming up and yeah. I was like, I know the lyrics. I don't usually know lyrics, but I knew these lyrics Yeah, and everything stopped. And me, it was just me and the singer singing before I hit the bottom. And it was just like a big fucking like moment. Where I was yeah, like, it was a big yes, deal. So fucking important. Where and I, I like, like saw I, it and I heard it and I caught it. And I'm I was at, still moshing. I'm at any show that I see and I'm singing with the singer and it, and I'm trying to have a connection with, who's on the stage it breaks my heart when people around me know lyrics that I don't <laughs> yeah. I'm like fuck I wish I was there I'm usually pretty good about knowing most of them I am horrid with lyrics I mean, the, the, if I know lyrics to a band it's because they're all dead now <laughs> and they're not making new ones yeah and, and you get time, it, you have time to, to catch up yeah <laughs> Dude, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you last time I went to like a show like like I was even the band who opened for off I did like jumped on the microphone with the dude, the singer held the microphone in my mouth, fucked the lyrics up. Mm-hmm. Oh, super embarrassing. You I'm know? always afraid of that too. Usually I'm pretty good, but. I don't, I, I learn not to care because it's like. Yeah, I don't care if I don't know all of if them. If I was in a band and someone was at least trying and if they fucked it up, like I've seen singers fuck lyrics up. Oh yeah. I saw I Hate God, they messed the thing up and they messed the scream part up, but I remember I got it and it was very <laughs> important. Yeah. But they, they restarted the song and it was really cool and I was like. I get to do that again? Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah. I've never seen it. I've never, I don't think I've seen a band have to restart a song. Well, Off didn't used to have very many. There's this amazing video from about seven years ago that they have a live show of Off where they have maybe 15 minutes of music and they stop at the end of their set and they go, back in the day when we didn't have enough songs to play a whole set, we just started over and they start their set over and it's so fucking cool because it's just like, it doesn't that's stop. That's interesting. That's, yeah. That's a cool it, way to do it. It's really cool. I've never really seen like that, that either. Um, back to like moshing. Yeah. I, I've i never done it. And so I guess I don't really know what it's like. But I just, my body hurts normally <laughs> to where I don't think I need to like hurt it more. Like my feet hurt at concerts. Yeah. And, and that's it sad it to sucks. say. It's because those fucking nice shoes you always wear. You're always wearing some cool last looking shoes. But I've they never, they ha- never looked comfortable. I've never owned a pair of comfortable shoes. I've never owned a pair of cool looking shoes. Um, and so I don't uh, function over fashion for me. That's that's your way to go about it. Well, like I'm too nice. I'm too thick and big headed to like look <laughs> real fucking like you're you have like the skinny rocker look. You will look good in the boots and skinny jeans you wear. I will look like I'm. <laughs> A poser, yeah, a poser. Where I'm just like, someone's like, everyone's like, please just get those, get him some bigger pants, please. And all those poor boots are screaming at him. His toenails are like, that's funny. See, I don't, I don't, I don't want to grow into one of those old dudes that that you know still try to be young, like still dress like a fucking. Yeah, I mean, like I, I'd like to feel young when they go gray and they're still like rocking like the mohawk or something or like I'm cool about. I've I've seen those guys. And it's like, you looks like you're trying really hard. I want to like age with grace. I want to be old and I want to live on like a farm mm-hmm. and wear like tweed fucking there you go. sweaters or whatever. You're such a fucking hipster. Or like I want... You're, you're, even your dreams are hipster ass. I'm dreams. Irish. <laughs> I, I want to like live in like the Irish countryside with a farm with a big ass fucking wool sweater and be old. That sounds great. I don't want to like sounds try romantic. to... I don't want to be like one of those weird old hipster men with the trimmed beards Ugh. and like the faux hawks wearing the full suits to their whatever fucking job every day. Probably, probably a good one. Probably yeah. a good, good move. And and turn out better. Well, what do you think people are going to dress like when we're old? 
I don't know. And I think that's fun to not know. I think, well, it's it's kind of fun, but it's, it totally ruins the question if you're like, I don't know. It's fun to not know. You know what's also fun? Trying to come up with something that the kids are going to wear. What kids are going to wear or what old people are going to wear? Like, like kids our age. Kids our age? Fuck, I feel like, I feel like it won't be too different because it's not really that much different. I feel because every generation goes through, it's like a 30 year gap. Mm-hmm. Um, Kids nowadays, they they like dress, try to dress like the eighties, you know, and ten years nineties because we're going 80s, into the twenty twenties, eighties and nineties, yeah, for sure. And ten years ago, it was like the seventies or whatever. That's crazy. And like, especially with music too, like there's a huge eighties revival ten years ago, seventies, like in the nineties, there's a huge garage rock revival from the sixties. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a I, yeah, it's like a weird 30 year span that cycle. keeps keeps happening. So I think I don't think it'll be too different from what we wear now because everyone's always wearing band shirts and jeans. I hate to think that like the way kids dressed when I was in high school is ever going to come back. <laughs> like yeah. like the fucking scene kids. It's so weird. The like Justin Bieber hair, the swag fags is what we called them. Mm-hmm. Sorry PC people. And like fucking like I don't want anyone to ever dress like that ever again. I there's I, this weird like revival of those puffy shoes that like Billie Eilish kind of like weird baggy yeah. clothes. I don't know how I feel about that because the shoes are kind of hideous, but they're kind of cool. Yeah, I get you. I think I think she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I love making fun of her, but I don't mind her music. I listened to it and I was like, it's fine. I don't mind her music either. I haven't listened to a ton it's of it. Not insufferable. I think I think she's just pretty cool in general. Um, it's funny because you went to high school like. What is it? Twenty years before I did or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when, when did you graduate high school? Next month. <laughs> uh, I'm seventeen and a half. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but no one knows how old you are after this podcast. I know. Like, I think he's twenty. He's fourteen. He's seventeen and a half. I know, and that's how I'm going to keep it because they'll meet me and they still won't know. Yeah. Isn't that right? Well, um, they're gonna they're gonna know that your voice hasn't dro- your balls haven't dropped because your voice is still so. This is pretty bad. Uh, (laughs) But when I was going to high school, um, there was already so much internet culture, and there's e boys and e girls. That's more recent, but like everyone was kind of like developing their own thing. There's a bunch, so no one in my high school really dressed the same. There was different like cliques and groups um, that we're all kind of different. I don't know. There's like, of course there's like the jocks and then like the emo kids or whatever, but I don't know. It, it Everyone is pretty different. See, there's like the San Diego County area of like skaters that dress like old seventies rock stars kind of. Yeah. Or like they dress like they're on a casual day of black Sabbath. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I and so. I was, I've been dressing like that since junior high because that's how this pro skateboarders that I looked up to would dress back then. Like, Brian slash Hanson, like Lizard King, Sammy Baca, fucking um, Richie Belton, and like uh, just these guys who just dressed like long fucking hair and mm-hmm. like skinny jeans and like old motorcycle t-shirts. And yeah. like it was just the look. And they like all drove or rode like these like kind of choppery motorcycles. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this weird. Some easy like, rider shit. Yeah, easy rider shit. Like this like weird 1960s, late 60s Hell's Angels look. Yeah. Which I still kind of like strive for. Yeah. And now that it's like really big. And I'm like, 
where the fuck were all of you people when I was 13, 14 years old with no girls and no friends and right? no, you know. I, I get you. It's, and it's, I think it's always going to be like that. I think, because I feel, I kind of feel that way with certain things when it's like, where the fuck were all of you when I was trying to do this? Mm-hmm. I feel, I feel like I'm a little too old to be a part of the group now, you know? Um, Speaking of Billie Eilish, she's like, what, 17 or something like that? Yeah, I can't make fuck jokes about her yet. No. Rape jokes yet. Fucking Tim Dillon, this comedian, got like a lot of heat for it because he didn't know how old he was and he was making like jokes about her being raped. And everyone's like, she's a child. And he was like, oh my fucking God, you know? And he doesn't give a fuck because that's just who he is. But it was, Jesus. I I had already, I was like, "Mm, she seems a little too young. I don't know if I'm going to make any jokes yet. Yeah. But uh, I totally, will rape, you but totally threw me off. That's okay. I, I will rape her. <laughs> I can't be associated with that. <laughs> You're not. Cut just, it. I just had to say it after Cut all. Cut it. Cut. Um he's not Aiden is canceling me himself. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> if, <laughs> he, unf- if, he's unfriending if me. Noah, like Caesar should be like, I don't like Dallas very much. Anymore. You know what? That's okay. Because I'm very much used to my friends' girlfriends not liking me. Wouldn't it be better if they did? Why? Wouldn't so we it be could nice? Eventually, have some gross orgy? No. no. Fuck off. I think it's. Not, nice. I didn't even. I would, didn't even consider you and her when I said that. So sorry. That might no, come off weird. No, it's okay. I just, <laughs> I just think it's gen- nice to get along with people. Um, that's the d- fucking pansiest thing I've ever heard in my life. I like. That's not punk rock at all. That's I, not rock and roll at all. Get I away from it. I don't care. Anything is <laughs> rock and roll because I make rock and roll. That's beautiful. Yeah. Apparently you don't, writer's block. I still. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, I, I, ooh, you look into the, what time is it? Gotta go. <laughs> my mom's calling me. <laughs> I have to go back to Washington. Oh. Uh, um, I don't know. Anyway, Billy Eilish is like yeah. 17 and she is, you know, making fucking bunch of music and there's i think i think that inspired a lot of young kids to um i don't know i feel like the music industry is getting progressively younger which makes me feel bad because i'm not isn't it weird yeah because it's like everyone started a lot younger and i was like see this is where we go back to that comparison oh yeah 100 thing because that has nothing to do with your journey no and age is just a number there's comedians who start late there's skateboarders who start late for god knows what reason because that's painful but yeah um oh look remy's oh oh i can hear myself in both ears now you pulling the cable right there i know you're gonna <laughs> lean forward and i won't be able to hear anymore but this is amazing talk to me you got it talk to me can I lean in hello no nah, i can can't you hear, hear you huh no nah, i can hear you just fine oh uh can't wait till it cuts out I'll just leave it like that pure bliss <laughs> For moments, Let's enjoy it. Um, <laughs> do you, you do you think you can't be a part of the people that are making music at such a young age because you're older, or do you feel like you can't be a part of those like new age things because you're just a few years older? It's it's weird because I am just a little bit older, but I I feel older. I feel I I relate more mm-hmm. to older. Things. Yeah. What What's more annoying when people try to punch up to like the old people's style or punch down to like people younger than them and try to like use that? 
Uh, definitely punching down people yeah. when you were younger. See, that, I think that's, I like I said, you got to age. It's race. a little creepier. Yeah, And for then sure. there's something about punching up to like the older styles that is like a little, something a little like cunty about it, a little pretentious about yeah. it. And so I'm always trying, I, I, I try to live in the moment, I guess. I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but like trying to create modern, create my own reality separate mm-hmm. and do my own thing, not trying to. Yeah. I, I, I listen to a lot of like the journeys my in, older influences went through and I try to like emulate those, but they're so different because they're people who are maybe twice my age Yeah, and it's just, it doesn't come off the same. And it's different experiences too, because based on like when you were born, where you were, where you were born yeah. and um, the opportunities that you have. Um, I grew up, in the Pacific Northwest in the early 2000s and I'm from a fairly poor family and very secluded little town. I didn't have a lot of opportunities to make music. Hmm. So I got a guitar and I just played in my garage and I started taking it to, uh, I got an electric guitar and I started taking it to, um, to high school with me and me and my friend, there was a drum kit in a practice room. Mm-hmm. And so I'd bring my guitar and then he'd get on the drum kit and we just go. we'd just play music. And I want to do that right now. Yeah, it, that, it, that. it's fun. And we don't just do it for like a half hour at lunch. We we just wouldn't eat lunch most of the time. Dude, and then isn't that the best when you get to just kick it with your friends? You even skip lunch because yeah. what you're doing is so much more interesting. Yeah, and we'd have to get there fast because the, there's only like two practice rooms and <sighs> like all the band kids would try to get in there Fucking and shit like nerds. that. And so yeah, we would try to do that. And then I, you know, play more in my garage or, you know, in my friend's house. Like that, that was the only chance I had to do music was, mm-hmm. was to do it like that. I went around because there's a couple clubs um, where I grew up and I, I didn't really have very many songs of my own. Um, or especially like I didn't, I wasn't playing with a band or a lot, a lot of rehearsed stuff. But I went around and I asked the clubs or whatever if I could play, and they all said no. Oh, like they, fuckers. like they didn't give young people a chance. Really, they was all just like fucking older people, weird fucking folk rock bands, gross. Like all you, like all that Pacific Northwest shit, indie that you, music indie bullshit. Shit, it's all fucking that. And I remember. God, there was this one bar. I think they recently changed the name to Cherry Bomb. Um, oh, real cool. Like the fucking, the Runaway song? Yes. Um, What's he doing? He's fucking around with the wires. Oh, he better not. Um, I'll fuck him up with these wires. Make a little doggy noose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that joke's okay, but the rape, the seventeen-year-old joke wasn't. I'm, I'm just gonna mm-hmm through them all. All right, and, and <laughs> that's the, what everyone else and does. the listeners will understand my displeasure. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fast forward, but uh, the cherry bomb. I remember, I, I tried to um, to see if I could play there, and I was seventeen, I think, and <laughs> the dude at the door was like, Are "You twenty-one?" I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "All right." And so I walked in. I, I wasn't trying to drink or anything like yeah. that. I just wanted to to meet the manager. And they sat me down and I waited for a while. And the dude was like, can I get you a drink? And I was like, yeah, can I get some water? And he's like, he looked at me funny and I could tell he knew. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Um, and then I met the manager and I was like, hey, um, I'm just trying to play some shows. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do. And they're like, yeah, yeah we're and it was like fucking March or something like that. And like, yeah, we're booked through July, but uh, we'll give you your name and uh, get you 
get you back. And Jesus. Never fucking did. But I remember while I was waiting, there was like a Black Sabbath cover band playing. They usually there. have some pretty cool names. I don't remember what this I like was. when cover bands name themselves like song lyrics after like it's song lyrics. It's a pun. Yeah. It's a pun. I like that's cool too. too. Like there's this Smiths Misfits uh, like combo called the Miss Smiths or the Smithfits. The Smithfits. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's pretty, pretty funny. Yeah, I like those. But um, so I I tried to do the um, you know the club route um, mm-hmm. but I was never really given the opportunity opportunity. That sucks. We barely have anywhere to play music here. We have like the bar. Yeah. And then the beach, but you can only play so many kinds of music there. Mm-hmm. So it kind of really limits like heavy music. And this is what the, sure. a- that air- the area was really known for for a while was like that's what I a heard. lot of heavy like hardcore and pop punk bands. People, That's what people tell me. Um, and I, I still haven't really figured out what, what genre my songs are i always just say rock and roll because Good. that's that's what it is but um i i don't think i'd i could play somewhere super heavy and i play heavier than like mm-hmm. you know like a folk little fucking yeah. nook area well there's been a couple like hardcore type bands that have played he, uh at the beach even yeah um i'd be curious to see you play at all like i'm just i would love to see you play somewhere it'd be fun and then, there's another place, Tap and Cork, in the village where people have played, but, you know. I When I got to um, when I got to college, there was more venues, but they were all 21 and up. Mm-hmm. And um, so I couldn't go see shows, really. And, and if you weren't in an established band, they wouldn't take you. So, again, I didn't really have much I could do except um, uh, there's this coffee house in um, where I was going to school, and they did open mic nights. And mm-hmm. so... I uh, I did a couple of those, um, and nothing really, you know, nothing really came of it. Uh, That's okay. The next thing could really be um, quite the trajectory. Hopefully, I I because I all I want to do is start a band. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out by myself because I don't think a lot of the songs I come up with are just solo songs. It's nice to have a backing band. It gives a lot of oomph, a lot of emphasis to the music. For sure. I even if even if I go out as mm. Aiden Abbott, it's it's going to be yeah. like, you know, the band. It, do you have like a list of like cool band names you thought of? No. Do you have any? Um, when I was a teenager, I had a dream. I was in a band called the Ash Bombs. Ash Bombs? Yeah. And and so I kind of went with that. It's pretty for, cool for a little bit. That's pretty cool. I can't remember words or phrases from my dreams. Uh, like I rarely can, and so that was why I wrote. I it should down. date this girl who only dreamed in black and white. That's interesting. Yeah, actually, she was the. Um, was it Remy? Yeah, it was Remy. <laughs> <laughs> it was the dog. She was the dog. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> He's like, well, don't look at me. I see. I see purple sometimes. Sometimes a little bit of green. Um. <laughs> I, I I usually come up with the band names on the spot. I think I think I my band in high school had like four or five different names. That's right. I remember you telling me that. One was Bulldozer Rampage and the coolest Gypsy Born Witches and ever. Malarkey. And What's the story behind Bulldozer Rampage? Um, so my little nook of the woods in Washington got um a little famous a few years back because uh it made national news when um some guy did a lot of meth and then he got in a bulldozer and just tore his fucking neighbor's house down. So fucking good. And um, 
we did it as a little uh, homage to to the local legend. That's amazing. And it's, I like things it's, like that. It's funny because our town started selling T-shirts of a bulldozer mm-hmm. on it. And the, the caption was, don't fuck with me. And so those are like our, our band shirts. I have to look this Unof- up, too. Unofficial band shirts. We didn't have to come didn't up with them. Didn't even have to. Just somebody already them. did. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Bulldozer Rampage. I need to look. Bulldozer R-A-M page. Okay, there we go. I'm sure if you look up, like, Port Angeles, Washington. I'm Port Bulldozer. Angeles. What am I going to... Or like not like if you look up Washington State guy runs over his neighbor's house That's with a bulldozer. I, li- I like that because. Uh, uh, needed a stretch. Needed a yawn. Um, this pretty fucking cool band name. Like when they're named after, like Leonard Skinner was named after a gym teacher. Uh, Melvin's is named after a janitor. That's what that's what I was gonna say. That's yeah. I was gonna go there next. Was I love that Washington fucking Melvin's is named after that dude Melvin. Melvin's are like fucking janitor that bought him beer. Yeah, how yeah. cool is that? That's, that's fucking so awesome. Oh uh, man, any other good band names? Akadaka, ACDC's named after the, someone's sister had like a sewing machine and like red was like like oh why don't you name it this it was on like the bottom of like where you plugged it yeah. in or something acdc yeah that's the that um, fucking acdc came out. that's funny black sabbath is named after a horror movie a boris karloff horror movie yeah it's fucking awesome i'm trying to think if there's any interesting ones that i know what, what's the white stripes named after um so i guess the story goes that i don't there's like a few i think mm-hmm. um jack said once he was working in this pizza shop and he had a lot of peppermint candy and he put the peppermint candy in the wood fire pizza oven mm-hmm. and it started to ooze out this black like molten like sugar Whoa. and i guess I, I think that that was it i don't know black molten sugar and he got the white stripes from that i i don't remember okay i love the peppermint like red white color scheme of their stuff and mm-hmm. i've literally like looked for things just to insulate my life with that are like that color scheme and that style because I think it's so fucking cool. Yeah. I got a skateboard, a zero skateboard when I was um like 17, 18 years old and I fucking broke it the first day I had it. Really? Yeah, I was so pissed, Jeez. but it was like red and white and it had like this like cool um, fucking like white stripes looking thing. Like I think fucking- I think anything red, white, and black is like super just... Usually. You're, it's eye-catching. Yeah. I don't know. Handsome Coke, but Coke cans, Coca Cola, it's fucking good. I don't, I don't really have any like black, red, and white things here. Books, even books and movies, horror movies are that. Yeah, color. this book right here in front of us is black, red, and white. It's fucking yeah. awesome. It's 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 just powerful, good color scheme. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the cure. And now Jack after. White did it, and so nobody fucking else can do it. Yeah, how cool is that? He, you literally have a color scheme that like no one can. Fuck yeah, with nobody because can do it, that it would just be too obvious. Yeah, man, piece of shit. <laughs> What's another cool band name? Fucking, I don't know what the Ramones is named after. I don't know. Probably like I feel like another janitor. Yeah, there's some janitor named Ramon. Ramon. Uh, and fucking Forest Hills. Let's see if there's any good band names that I have saved. Um, hmm. I don't know. No. Nada. Nada. 
the, Stoo- the Stooges. Um, I wonder what that could be named after. Uh, fucking, I don't remember who it was in the band. I think it was like Ron or Scott. It was like, hey, we're we're like the Stooges, but we're like psychedelic. <laughs> So they were the psychedelic stooges for a while. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's they awesome. were their their first few shows. It made me just think of a really good band name. The psychedelic stooges. And um and then um they called up one of the guys from the three stooges yeah. and they're like, Hey, is it okay if we name our band the Stooges? And he's like, As long as you're not funny. <laughs> That's so good. And so they just. I wonder put if it's it Mo, Larry, Curry, or Mo, Larry, Curly, or Shemp. I don't know. I don't remember. It's in the book. I had. I was a hardcore fucking Three Stooges fan. Yeah. As a kid, I watched. That was like an odd thing because that, that I was new. Of. That was new for you, right? <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> It was fucking prime time when I was a kid, man. <laughs> fucking oh man, the fucking moving pictures on my on my radio was awesome. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I never watched a lot of Three Stooges. I, I remember my, my mom. My mom liked it when she was a little girl. Do you know um, I could date your mom and be your stepdad because we're the same age? Yeah, you could. How Blows was, my mind. How does that make me now? What do you mean? You're 14. Me and her are both 28. She had you when she was 14. No. <laughs> Remy, you okay down there? He went. <gasps> he was like, I don't know how I like that joke. Uh, um, I think in the podcast that we scrapped, I made some euphemisms to hooking up with your mom too. Did she? Yeah, I don't I remember. So. I don't remember at all, but I feel like that's coming back to me. <laughs> like I, I had some said some unsurly things about that. Oh, that's why it's scrapped. Do you think we let my girlfriend hear that? That's fine. I've never even seen a picture of your mom. She'd be hideous. She was. Uh, I got a lot of flack as a kid because my mom was a hot mom. You know what's funny? Hmm. I got a lot of flack as a kid because. Oh man, I had a joke and I lost I it. Know, I don't know where so. it went. I had it, the setup, and it just flew the coop. Fuck. Oh, geez. Remy, how's your head? My mom's oh. a very beautiful woman. <sighs> well, it's grandma now. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know you were old enough to make semen to have a child. Not mine. Oh. So you, I might not be. <laughs> might not be. <laughs> Let's you decide. You know what? I'm not going to figure it out. I'm not going to put it in the old beaker there and swish it around and see if it's viable or not. <laughs> it's good. Oh, man. Oh, anything else you want to cover? Oh, man. I feel, like, I feel like we're probably missing something, but... Well, you can always come back a third time. <laughs> yeah, we'll scrap this one, too. No, I think we're good, man. No. Any, any questions you have for me as an old old person? Oh man, Any I should have sh- fucking written some down. I feel like I'm I tell a, people to prepare. They've I'm an, never done it. I'm it's an okay. unprepared guest. No, and no one's been prepared. If you would ask me to, I would have. That's interesting. That's the kind I should, of I should have asked you this time, but we had already done the last one. I, I think I'd ask someone to just write down things they might want to talk about. Yeah. Just I, like a potential. I should have. I didn't think I we were going to do, do it today, work. so I didn't. That's fair. I was in bed all, all day. Nice. Um, 
what uh what is your goal with this podcast dude i have no fucking clue it's just for fun it's just for fun like i i don't even know how it got here see i think that's really beautiful i think the things that just start out just for fun end up being the most enjoyable um the the fulfilling it gives me purpose yeah like i have something i have to do and i have like people who are expecting it when you want to do it i feel like it's the most fulfilling thing that you can do yeah sometimes you can tell i'm really phoning it in though when i'm i do the i'll do solo ones just because like i have the time to do them yeah and it's so like i'm just like um fucking uh it's it's like one of the first episodes it sounds like i'm doing one of the first episodes again yeah it's it's crazy to see how far it's uh evolved it's like, fun and like yeah. how much it's improved mm-hmm. and how my speaking voice has gotten better speaking voice yeah there's still little like vernacular hang-ups that i listen to and i'm like why can't i just say the word fucking fine just perfectly just normally do you do vocal warm-ups never <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that not at all try I you, should, try. you should try it like before one like if it's a solo one you don't have anyone here. i clear my throat i'll like hawk a big loogie before i start that's my vocal do that look look up some vocal warm-ups like those weird fucking theater kids do oh god those are so annoying i, I challenge that down though i challenge you to try it and then let me know how it is because i think that would be funny yeah fuck yeah because yeah every anyone that uses their comedians musicians they all do vocal warm-ups I never even thought about that. Do they do vocal warm-ups? I've never heard of a comedian doing a vocal warm-up. I, I don't know. Not necessarily like the pitch, but like... Yeah, and I get that. But just like... Ow, now, brown it, cow. How yeah. now, brown cow? Yeah. Babies... Seven bathing. seasick sailors sail the seven seas. Seven seasick sailors sail the seven seas. Yeah. That's easy. There's, a, there's like a certain way that I um, pronounce things and like can like i can speak well and mm-hmm. read things well and and read them aloud well oh me too and i have to like change the shape of my like mouth and cheeks to get there it's, i it's kind of weird i um because it's i know it's there but i don't use that shit i'm a pretty i'm, I'm a pretty good like reader out loud like i'm a pretty good reader aloud like i hate i hate it when especially like in school when someone was like reading off of the page and they're like and then the black cow got the and because you know I you can just fucking put a little emphasis put, just anything just put some flavor put on some it. flavor on there put oh, a little man. spice right because I can do that pretty well and um, oh, I like that I like that I always try to open these books on this podcast like these really gnarly books and try to read something from it because there's some gnarly shit in here oh my god ooh this is like a stabbing projectile vomit nice fucking that's awesome (laughs) i ate an eighth of mushrooms drank mushroom tea ate acid smoked a bag of dust and got in the tub (laughs) it was like it was like sensory deprivation and stimulation all at the same time i don't know how many hours i was in there but when my girlfriend got home hours later i looked like a fucking raisin my mind was fucking out there she thought i had lost it I had one of the most insane and intense trips in my life in the dark with just my mind to trip out on. Wow. That's cool. Beautiful. Um, That's later in the book. I fucking, I don't read very much. I think I have some form of ADHD untreated because I, I wonder what it is because I can't pay attention to things very well. Me neither. You know, so I think, I think it's the, um, 
stimulation that we got as kids. Even like, cause like, because I have. Because with video games. Oh, yeah. And computers. And, and moving things, you know? Like, we're spoiled. So we're constantly like, what's the next thing? Yeah. We don't take our time to really, like, I can't flush really things out. settle down. I can't, like, settle down at the end of the night with a book. I have books that I want to read and that I've had for a long time, yeah. but I still can't sit down and just fucking read it. I, I get really distracted with books. I'll set one down, start reading another, set another one down, and, like, I have almost every book on the shelf at least started or halfway done or a third done or eighth done, and then I'll get, like, new books, and I'll be like, oh, no, I really want to read this one right now, and I'll yeah. just drop them and read one. It's re- very rare that I just pick one book up read it straight through without picking another one up in the meantime. Yeah. It's so annoying. Like, I can't even... I'm the worst. Like, I... Yeah. Th- this is actually one of the only books I've ever done that with, hardcore. Yeah. One of the I'm best trying books. to think of, like, one I've, I've done that with where it wasn't, like, I had to read it in, like, high school or something. That, yeah, and, like, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Fear and Loathing. If there's a movie based on it, I can read it very easily. See, that was me with fucking Holes in elementary school. I loved that movie, and I, I loved never that book. read the book. It's pretty good. Like, I actually, like, I was able to read it. I don't know, because it's for mm-hmm. kids. But. Yeah. I heard there's, like, some fucking gnarly shit that happens in that book, though. I'm trying to... I don't really remember. I heard someone dies or some weird shit. Or, Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what? Do you know who Chuck Palahniuk is? Mm-mm. Um, he's the author of Fight Club. Okay. And he's this um, gay writer from... I just say that just because I don't think a lot of people know that he's gay. I actually did. I did know that. I it's, I didn't know his name, but I know. I it, know him. It like is super w- cool, just because like it doesn't come up with him. That's not he, he's not defined by his sexuality. Like his writing is quite the definition of him, and it's so exciting. That's cool. And he has this story. I'm sure, that's what he'd want too. Yeah, he has this story. Yeah, because no one even knows who he's married to. It's a complete mystery. Wow. Yeah, he lives with like his partner Private in, Was- life is, in Washington somewhere. That's cool. So does the fucking guy who did um, the fucking Far Side comics. Never. What's Far Side? Was I talking about this with you earlier? I think it might have been last podcast. We tried oh, to fuck, do maybe. Um, the Far Side comics are like comic strips that were like really popular. Just like slice of life, everyday things. Oh, they were like super. Yeah. And then the we guy were talking just, about this. The guy just stopped doing it, and then he retired to Washington. That's Cute. where people go to die. Well, I'm glad you're not there. I'm going there to die. Oof, nice. So let me just finish this little thought. Go ahead. Here. Go ahead. I this is people are gonna be so annoyed at me that I haven't read it yet. But um there's this book Haunted mm-hmm. by Chuck Polinick, and it's a bunch of short stories that are connected with That's one cool. central story connecting them. Hmm. So it'll be story, the book story, there this guy's story, the book story, this girl's story, the book story. And the first story is called Guts. He used to read this aloud at like, he'd, he'd do live reads yeah. of his work and stuff, Yeah, you know, and he'd like meet his fans and stuff. And this had so many people faint. He had like between like 30 and 70 people over his book tour faint wow. after, as he read this. And I read it the first time and I was pretty fucking like, oof, but I um, read it out loud in Taco Bell or had one of my friends read it out loud and I had to stop so they could finish it and I went outside and I fainted from reading it it's such a fucking like like I said with the whole crazy book with like Bob Dylan and like words Mm -hmm. and lyrics and words having that kind of effect just like 
the things that we say every day, the things that we say every day and the way that they come off mm-hmm. and like words are cool. <laughs> They're fucking, it, I, I'm doing this thing lately where I say things very simply so that they cannot be misunderstood. See, that's a good way to go about life. Because being being blunt, be, well, being blunt, definitely. But I think the most, if you say something so perfectly and succinct, mm-hmm. there are no, there's no misunderstanding. There's no, no way to conversational variables. Yeah, they get the point. It's understood. Obviously, if I'm trying to be like a little more poetic or a little more romantic about something, or I'm fleshing an idea out, mm-hmm. it's going to have the other words. I think it's fun. To, I don't know. In well, a, like even me telling you this, I've used fewer words and shorter words than I have describing it to people beforehand. Yeah, um, and I think that's cool. Um, I because it definitely makes things easier. I don't know, yeah. and it, and it's just I don't know. I feel like you can come off as an interesting person if you're just short. Yeah, because you're not filling the air with these obnoxiously big words. Yeah. You you're, save your breath. Yeah, you're saving your breath. You're saving both of your times. But it, it, I think it can also, on the other hand, be fun to to be vague. A little vague, yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, you, like, could, you could break it down so simply in, that in, it's vague. In, in both aspects. Res- aspects yeah. um, Big words and little words. You can be super fucking pretentious too. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like I feel like it, it might be a little bit of a pretentious thought to think, I speak so perfectly in such small words with such brief sentences that I am understood. (laughs) Like that's probably the most pretentious shit. You've really cracked the English language. I really fucking found the formula, the winning formula, the fucking recipe for successipy. Nice. (laughs) Uh, I like saying words backwards or um, having letters switched around. See, I do, I do something similar to that. What do I do? Some kind of like weird free association thing with words. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I used to get very upset with people about the w- words they used and if they used them incorrectly or if they would spell words wrong. And now if they're conveying something to me and I understand it mm-hmm. and it may be spelled wrong, like if someone uses the wrong your or their, yeah. I just let it go. Oh, yeah, Because I, I know exactly what they mean. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. And that's all that matters. It's colloquialism and it's totally okay. I, I'm a, I do a weird thing. I, I count syllables. I've never done that. I am really bad at counting syllables. I think like again with some weird ADHD shit, mm-hmm. like as a kid, I would always tap syllables mm-hmm. or and I'd count the amount of syllables in that's like in sentences I'd like just heard and I walked away from or something I said. Did and that come away from? from music? I have no... Counting? idea work. Do you know if that helps with like measures in songs and Cause stuff? Because I, I mean Because you, that, I feel I, like if that's the case, you could hear songs and then you can play them more easily. I, because I never really counted playing music, even mm-hmm. in orchestra, oh, like okay. when I was playing in an orchestra and I it was really drilled in yeah. that you had to count all mm-hmm. the time. I always just felt it that's and good. you know. That's probably better. It's it's Comes whatever. Off more genuine. Don't tell uh, what am I going to say? Hey, Mr. Orchestra. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Ron Jones. Ron Jones. This is a classic he, name. He was fucking, he's, he, he's kind of cool. Kind of He's cool. a douche, but he's kind of cool. Yeah, he was in I a, think everyone who's kind of a douche or kind of cool is one or the other. He was in a, um, a fairly regionally famous garage rock band in the 60s in Washington. Named what? 
The pastels. The pastels. That's a great name. And they wore pastel suits and he was it. he was the pink pastel. Fuck yeah. And they have a song. You can look it's on YouTube. They have a single it's called Circuit Breaker. And it's just the most garage rocky garage fun. rock song. And I think I think he played guitar in it or bass. Um what was it called? Uh the pastel circuit breaker. Circuit breaker. See, that's what I thought you said, but I, for some reason I was not trusting my judgment circuit breaker. Um, to me, like I think that people from the '60s don't know what anything was. I just assume they're all stupid because they had no information. So right? if someone said "circuit breaker," I was like, "Does anyone even know what that is?" <laughs> um, he was a he was a. Once I learned more about him, the more I liked him. You know, I respect him. Like, uh, he saw the Beatles in concert twice. That's and amazing, especially considering they stopped touring after 1966. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. He's an interesting guy, but uh, when he, he he really drilled it in that we had a count, and and I never did, and I still rarely do. But he drilled it in that you need to count because you're still telling me to this day. So something got through. There's something that like teachers would try to drill into my head, and I know that I'm supposed to do them, like with you and counting and orchestra and music, but I still don't do them, mm-hmm. f- knowing farewell that that's the way to go. Like in jujitsu. There's certain things that you can't do or should do, and I don't do them. <laughs> like there's this thing about when you do a rear naked choke, mm-hmm. um, you can't cross your feet because the person can wrap their legs around your feet and hurt your feet while you're doing it. Yeah. But you see a lot of like, um, or if you do an arm bar, you might have seen those in action movies where someone gets an arm lock and they like break it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't, you shouldn't cross your legs during that either. But so many professional fighters and so many black belts are just like, fuck it, I can do it. And they do it anyways. And that's what I'm thinking, how you feel the music without having to count it. Mm -hmm. Like these people just feel when it's okay to like kind of, you know, do these things or not do these things. Yeah. Like like I was rolling with my instructor and he crossed his feet on a rear naked choke and I tried to do the thing and it didn't really work. And he like... Because I mean, it's it's not it's not like uh, a mathematical equation. Mm. It's it's just it's biology. There's different variables, and um, it's not going to come out the same. Yeah, because you know, I get understand if you're See, like because you if you're doing a movement in something, mm-hmm. then it should be proper because you're re- reciting something because mm-hmm. you want it to come out the same. If you're doing Beethoven, you want it to sound like Beethoven. You don't want it to sound like Aidan Abbott's Beethoven. Yeah, it's going to be weird. Oh, speaking of um, band names, yeah. Mozart cover band, Most Heart. Uh, Most Heart. What is that? This isn't. This certainly isn't fucking uh, mariachi. What? It's fucking. What's his name? Uh. God. Yeah. Turn it down. You fucking trashes, trash bags of people. Let's see. Is that my mom? What I was saying with like, because if you were to wrestle me, mm-hmm. you could easily cross your legs. And I wouldn't be able to do shit. You, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, see, I get that. Yeah. Fair enough. I do this weird thing with words where I just want to go back to words because they're so fun. I love like wordplay. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had knuckle tattoos, it, it, they'd say wordplay. Mm-hmm. Um, how you yeah, do the, those are weird. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, yeah, those would be your knuckle tattoos. That's okay. That's totally okay. fine with me, homo. Um, okay. <laughs> um, I switch the first letters of words around a lot. Mm-hmm. 
like um oh that rastered knucking futs i was just that that was also what i do with words yeah, that i couldn't I, think I, of I don't, I don't know what like i'll be saying it and i know how to say it but mm-hmm. i switch it at the last switch second it anyways. anyways yeah just to like flavor up the conversation yeah i do it's that i do that exact same thing and i don't know why i ruin jokes to do it it's kind of annoying because i know i'm gonna say something funny but then i go but no i could be weird instead and yeah do it and i don't know what why my brain wants to do it <sighs> but i uh i do it anyways like bave doughy that's good i like that yeah it's just it's like cause, cause Slack Babbeth. Maybe because it's like it's similar, but it's it's just a little different. It's yeah. like hmm, it's right. fun, dude. But you can get in trouble doing some of them. I found that out because <laughs> I do it in my head a lot. I'm like, whoa, oh, again, that's a slur. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oof. Like if you do petting zoo, it's gonna be zetting poo. <laughs> it's gonna be bad. <laughs> It's uh, another one. I just like I just I just look at my bookshelf for inspiration in these podcasts. It's just constantly talking about the same thing. Hey, bud, Bacotel. What? Bacotel. Oh, Taco Bell. Dang, that's good. <laughs> he just looked at all the mountain of Taco Bell trash I have. Oh, <laughs> I was just thinking about what I'm gonna do later. Dive into my mountain of trash and look for treasure. Mm-hmm. Is that your shoe or is that Remy? Uh, both. Ooh, what are we? <gasps> oh hey Rim. Oh buddy. Get away from the wires. Dude, he fucking yanked this goddamn whole podcast set up off the table one time. I was there. It was you that, that, we that was so ours. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> we were so drunk I didn't even know it was you. <laughs> Damn. Oh, I haven't funny. been like that drunk in a long time. Neither have I. That felt great. That was good. Dude, was we good. dusted these things. Look, I haven't touched the... I, I actually had some of the scotch after because I'm quite a scotch boy. Uh-huh. It's really good. Like, look at this. That was a full bottle of tequila. Really? Yeah, that's gone. I didn't use more of that. Jesus Christ. Damn, dude. Well, I'm, if I'm going to be honest with you, I don't remember drinking it. I don't know if I did or you did or both. Did we have the tequila? Maybe I did a different night. I got pretty drunk the same week with Kylie. Oh, yeah? After. Maybe I did. But we did most of this. Yeah, I I brought over a little bit of Jack too. Yeah, that's right. We fucking got into it. Mm -hmm. Ugh, good times. I better get these things. My friend wanted me to go out shoot some pool with him, and I was like, I can't, dude. I can't afford the alcohol. Uh -uh. I can't afford the quarters for the pool game, and I can't afford the fucking alcohol. I one of my rules that I never abide by. I got from Jack Kerouac is a uh, never get drunk outside of your own home. That's a, I've heard that one. That's why pre-gaming is pretty popular. You yeah. spend the money. It's true. Oh dude, I fucking love getting drunk before you go out and then not spending money. Anything where I don't spend money is great. Yeah. Like we're going to go full circle and just money is just fucking money fucking murders me, man. Shit, man. Dude. Like you brought me Jack in the box. I didn't have to spend money and I don't have to. Eat I, you know, you I'm know, so happy. literally the the thing I was saying I the thing that burned into my head was the like the total at yeah, the end because like, I was buying uh, for two people fucking asshole <laughs> I fucking I wanted to be nice primarily it's very nice and I needed food well I got those so we're good call it even call it even okay <laughs> oh, oh my god no but seriously uh, I just want to go back to the concert real quick that Melvin's set changed my life. Yeah, dude, I just fucking—I've not stopped thinking about it. Like, don't get me wrong, 
we were there to see the raconteur, the raconteurs, the rock on tours, you know, and yeah. I wanted to see Jack White and it uh-huh. was very fucking awesome to see him. And it again, fucking changed me too. But seeing the Melvins and seeing fucking King Buzzo, uh-huh. fucking Buzz Osborne, like be him and like see how they do it. And then like connecting who JD Pincus was and watching his fucking bass playing. Kind of so fucking dirty. Dude. It was great. Dude, Dale Crover. Crover. Clever. <laughs> Crover. Cretus. His drumming was pretty fucking tight. It was he's like, a great drummer. He's like um, a fucking, like a, not like a speed metal drummer, but he's like a fucking, like a metalhead drummer. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty fucking cool because I was like, it's, when it's, I think of Melvin's, I think there's like a little bit of metal and then like a little more punk and like it. it yeah, what, what are Melvin's? Like what genre is Melvin's? Well, you could argue grunge because they essentially, there wouldn't be grunge without Melvin's. But but they started playing. Metal. Yeah, sludgier. They're than, like the first sludge metal band. Yeah. I mean, you. it's Black Sabbath's, um, oh my God, I can't think of the fucking album name. Oh my God, I can't think of the name. I can see the album cover. It like they started sludge metal with the second half of this album. I can't think of it. Oh my god, what is it called? Oh my god. Oh my well, god. This must be hard Punk for credibility you. gone. Yeah. It's like you not remembering a White Stripes album. But that's not right because I do. I remember all of them. Yeah. Well. Okay. Fucking. I can't think of that. I can think of I can all tell the song you, names. I can tell you all of them through Volume Four. Of what? About the Black Sabbath albums. I can go up no, no, to no, volume no. Oh, did I say Black Sabbath? Yeah. I, I meant Black Flag. Oh. Black Flag. Okay. Um, but they were also inspired by Black Sabbath, so there wouldn't be anything without Black Sabbath. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Melvins, they they really liked Black Sabbath. I'm losing my mind. Well, because they, um, I've, I read a long time ago and just recently because I was brushing up on my Melvins history uh-huh. after that show that um, they were asking like who the biggest like inspiration is and a lot of people think that it's Black Sabbath mm-hmm. for the Osborne, uh, the Osborne's Buzz Osborne, for Buzz Osborne and the Melvins. And he's like, Well, actually, it's more of like Black Flag, actually. Interesting. And that, that album, fuck, I can't think of it. It's like the most iconic, fucking one of them. Like, oh my god, look at that. I'm looking it up. I'm so mad because I remember, yeah, in the I think I was watching. I'm gonna feel so stupid. I was watching some like grunge documentary, and it's like Melvin started playing slower and heavier than Mm -hmm. anyone else in the area. I I'm dude. Seriously, all my fucking like punk friends are screaming at the fucking podcast right now. It's it's fucking this. You fucking idiot. Uh, My war. Fuck. It's that's so funny because that's the only black flag thing that I could name. I was thinking. I was like. You should have just said it. Yeah, no. The fucking second half of that album is just dirge. That's cool. Sludge, dirge, grungy, fucking just like I'm caught in the swamps of sadness in Never Ending Story. Too early for you. You wouldn't know. What I've that seen Never Ending Story. Yeah. You okay? Because I have older siblings on Blu-ray. No VHS. <laughs> thank you. Wow. We had a VHS player I mean, for I didn't a even long know, I didn't time. even think you could spell VHS. VHS we had for a long time. Me too. I have an entire collection beside me. I have I, a never-ending story right down there. Yeah, Maybe over there. It's been a while, but... But yeah, um, the, it's just just slow and heavy and... Dun, 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 just fucking... <laughs> it's... You can't compare. I, I, it's fucking I, amazing. Is that... Do people like that kind of stuff? Because there's like... 
it feels there's a lot of pressure on you. It's like slow and you just really need to like get out. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Kylie when mm-hmm. she asked if she'd like the Melvins. I said, hey, I love the Melvins and I don't even know if I like the Melvins <laughs> <laughs> because there's so much Melvins. And they're so and, weird. And they're so different. Yeah. Well, and there was another interview where um, Os- Buzz Os- Osborne was like, we we just want to be like Captain Beefheart, but heavy, or like Black Sat, like I don't know, some uh, equivalent of. He references Captain Beefheart a lot. I, I figure there's a big influence on him. I feel like Captain Beefheart's a big influence on fucking any musician that it's, I like. It's been in my truck since I bought it. The their first album stuck in there. I have. Uh, I, I got, can't get it out. It's stuck in my CD player. I got. <laughs> Trout Mask Replica on vinyl. Classic. That's like one of the most like referenced albums in all of like underground music. When I first heard it, it was fucking hard to listen to. That's how it happened to me in The Cure's first album, actually. Really? I was like, this is awful. This guy is like these weird like British like, I was like, this is annoying. I can't do it. And then a couple years passed and I felt what real sadness was like. And I was like, I know why they sound like this. It's like. It's hard to listen to because it's like jazz and psychedelic and rock. And yeah. And it's, it was like there's so many different elements. Yeah. None of it's like terribly on. catchy. It's, but some it, of it it's is. It's almost dissonant and everything's are like clashing and whatnot. It's it's the equivalent of schizophrenia as music. That's, that's fair. It's kind of like jazz. Yeah. A lot, like, a lot of jazz influence. Hey, bud. Can you get away from my cables, please? He's going to fucking take this show on the road with him. Yes. I think I made that joke last time. Probably. Probably. Come here. Nope. Okay, come on. Just careful. Thank you. He, he knows it. better. He got He it. was so scared. Remember, it was like attached yeah. to him. He was like, Arr! Oh, fucking, no, he's back. Oh, my God. Why are you here? He's mad because his dad isn't here. He's just with Uncle Dally. He's like, why do we have to do the podcast? You didn't introduce me. You didn't tell him I was here. <laughs> Everyone up, knows you're here. Mm-hmm. I think there's only been one podcast where maybe two where he wasn't here, where he wasn't either in the room or I wasn't the one where I was in San Diego. Oh yeah, huh? Remember that? Oh, he's a sad boy. Hey, pop. Oh man, jeez, fucking knock this. No, he's gonna do it. He's gonna he knock is. the fucking no, Remy. Just sit down, sit down, bud. Sit down. I usually kick you out, but I'm gonna gonna have you sit down because I know you're sad. He's just licking me. He's being a cute puppy. Well, anything more to add, bud? Are we going to wrap it up? or I don't, have much, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say either. I know there's always something that I forget to say. Oh, yeah. For to sure. like my listeners after. Oh, really? And I think the biggest thing that I forget to say to my listeners is thank you. Oh. Thank you guys so much. That's really sweet. I, dude, I had a couple people come up to me today and like compliment me on Honeycut's episode. Yeah, and I thought that was really cool. I got a couple, I I got a couple of messages about it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, yeah, he did. It's, it's all about the fans. It it's fucking awesome. Yeah, no, like seriously, like if this didn't pick up the way it did, I would not be here. I'd just be like, "Oh, people are really, really not listening." <laughs> I remember when I got excited for like my first twenty downloads. Yeah, that was awesome. And I remember you posted the thing. You have like two people listening outside the U.S. or whatever. Dude, oh my god, I just checked that. Okay, humble brag, guys. <laughs> I have three people in Canada. <laughs> I have someone in Russia. I have someone in New Zealand. I have someone in Germany, France, Eng- England, 
um, Brazil. There's, it, I have like a lot of. So if I have like nine people in the UK, get all really these, cool. get all these people in a room together, and you'll no, have, dude, seriously, and it, you will have the most terrifying room oh my of God. people I've ever met. <laughs> Anyone <laughs> that listens to this, <laughs> that isn't local. <laughs> fucking terrifies me the canadians are tripping me out i'm trying to figure out i think that's the most interesting one they're probably from alberta that's like the redneck of of canada no it it is people you're saying rednecks listen to my shit i'm saying no other canadian would (laughs) i think i I might have told everyone to listen to letter kenny everyone's like yeah well yeah of course (laughs) canadia canadia um, but yeah, dude, thank you. Thank you all my international listeners. Thank you to my uh, local US listeners. Thank you to all my guests. Thank you to future guests. Thank you to Aiden, my second time guest, first time posting his episode. Mm-hmm. This one will be, this one. This one's nice. This feels this like a nice, nice, good classic conversation. Yeah. I don't, not a lot of pressure. Uh-uh. Well, no. I came into it nice and full. I, I came into it not as afraid because I knew that it wouldn't be as bad. Hectic. No. It wouldn't be fucking cigarettes and alcohol and shit and me fucking dying uh, uh guys <laughs> no this is this was good i'm i'm thankful to be on I'm thankful to have the opportunity Fuck yeah that anyone would want to hear me speak i appreciate it even if it's not the the listeners they've been like fuck this dude <laughs> appreciate you dallas <laughs> thank you yeah i appreciate you too i'm happy we finally did this and it has worked out without a drunken stupor yeah out of it. and we were able to re redo it it's good like Remy loves you. Oh. Um, anyone listening? Um, my SoundCloud is Aiden underscore Abbott. Um, he said his SoundCloud is Aiden <laughs> underscore Abbott. Uh, that A I D A N underscore A B B O T T. SoundCloud bitch. Mm-hmm. Do you have uh, any other forms of social media you want people to follow or access or anything? Maybe a YouTube oh, I, page? I don't, I don't care about that. All right. Well, guys, you can follow me at bad at, You already fucking know. BadEtiquettePodcast.com. And um, oh, my brother's calling. I don't know what to tell him. I'm in the middle of a podcast, bro. We're going to have to fucking... I'll pick you up. I'll call you back in a second. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> I also have a Twitter. I don't, I'm not on it very often. but I have if, a Twitter. Too. Yeah, I have a Twitter. I'm bad at get podcast. That's where you find it. Google it. Do you it. have a podcast Twitter? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I'll follow you. It's not bad. But anyways, if you guys want to support the podcast in any way, you can just like, share, rate, subscribe, show your friends. I love when people do the thing and they, they like post that they're listening to my podcast on their Instagram story. It's super flattering. I'll put it on my podcast. If you guys have any questions, inquiries, guest ideas or suggestions, any topics you'd like me to discuss more, anything you are sick of hearing or you guys, um, what I really like to start doing is when I say things that are wrong um, like People incorrect like, oh, fuck you. and they correct me. I'd love to be like, and last week I said this and this is right. So do just do little segments, um, things like that. And for only $20, <laughs> he will send you feet pics on Patreon. It's true. Yeah, no, you guys Venmo me, um, fucking Dallas Gardner one, um, <laughs> fucking cash apps, uh, neck butcher. Uh, what, what is the fucking, PayPal. PayPal. 
paypal.com slash bad Dallas. Anything <laughs> to support the podcast would be greatly appreciated and go right into the storage and bandwidth for this podcast where I can bring you more episodes, etc. So far, I've had a total of zero donations and that's fine too because I'm still going to keep doing it. Just, you know, maybe not as often and I'll bitch about being poor and the money topic will come up a little too often. <laughs> maybe you'll be sick of me. <sighs> Thank you. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye.